The GameCube was cool. Episode 100. Wow, it's a lot of talk about games you've never heard of. Hosted by Mike Lane and Neil Gilbert. That's what I think we should do uh, when Clippy becomes public domain. Wow, Neil, that is strangely, that's strangely erotic in some ways, but yeah. also, uh, oh, oh, we're live, we're live. Oh, oh, okay, that's not safe for work. Okay, well, le- <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Have you ever noticed that, like, when you're driving around, uh, driving around the neighborhoods, the last few years don't really count, but recently, garage sales, I've noticed, are back in full force. You ever notice that there's always one house, like, in every neighborhood that has a garage sale every weekend? Every weekend, there's like, there's always, I swear, every neighborhood has that one house who just will have a yard sale because it's, for them, it's a yard sale because it's, everything is on the, right. it, it's, everything is on their property and it's all the stuff that was in their garage at some point. They just basically, you know, take it all out. They put it on their property. No one buys any of it. So it all goes <laughs> back into the garage and they do it all again next weekend. I had a neighbor like that, Neil. So yeah. I understand that is a true thing. See, yeah, my thing is, like, I see the houses where it's, like, this is clearly not your stuff. Like, it's clearly, like, like stuff that people have been throwing out. Like, they pick up, like, old lampshades (laughs) and pots. Just, like, stuff that you can see people putting at their curb, and that's what the things are. You can tell when it's, like, someone just re kind of recycling the same stuff like oh they're selling all of their kids stuff from ages one to ten yeah and it's just taking them a few extra weekends to do it i suppose my family's uh tradition of garage sales was always if it doesn't sell it's going to the curb uh or uh, value village or you yeah. know whatever goodwill was nearby that was our rule if once it left the house it wasn't coming back in why does every yard sale because you mentioned lampshades why does every yard sale have a ton of lamps that don't have lampshades on them or lampshades with no lamp. Like, you can very rarely ever find a completed <laughs> lamp. A complete, like, you know, it's like finding a disc and manual in a GameCube case. That's like the lamp. Like, the lamp is, the or the GameCube game is like the lamp of the boomer grandma or whatever looking for that looking for that one lamp. I swear, you know? every every single garage sale I've ever been to in my life has that. Has lamps. Has, like, an end table of some kind. That has... doesn't go with anything else. Like, just, no. like, clearly, again, an end table <laughs> they picked off of the street or something. Yep. Has, yeah, tons of physical media that no one wants. You know, it's just like, right. you know, I like to, to, to you know, go through some DVDs and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'll take some 50-cent DVDs sometimes just because this is funny. But, like, it's always these these ones where it's like, how did you get your hands on this physical copy of, of Waterworld? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the weirdest thing I've ever seen at a garage sale before. I haven't been to many in, in several years now, it feels like. Like, the last one I went to was probably, like, 2018, it feels mm. like, four years at least. Or you could get the garage sale, which I've been to, where the people are trying to price the stuff as it is on eBay, which is just oh the God. worst. I, I've gone to, I went to one where they were selling a bunch of camera equipment, basically mm. at cost. I, I was like, why are you, why, just, like, if you want to sell this, these things for, like, $100, go on eBay. People aren't bringing yeah. $100 bills to your garage sale. No, you get, you get everyone with their 20s and, like, maybe a 50 at best. You're going to get people with a 50. But, yeah, like, I hate when you go to a garage sale and everything is just, like, kind of everywhere and, like, nothing is priced. <laughs> you have to talk to the weird owner, like, to talk, like, how much is this bowl? And they have to tell you. It's too, like, I don't want to have to talk to anybody when I'm at a garage sale except for just here's my money. I'm going to walk away now. That, that's, that's all I want from that transaction. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, garage sales and the people who have multiple garage sales a week. <laughs> Interesting people. Yeah. I know from from May until September they're out there every weekend with the same crap but anyway Mike 
big news this week. Uh, we have to talk about it today because I want to. Resident Evil 4 Remake has finally been announced. It's coming to PS5, Xbox Series SX, I don't know, uh, on March 24th, 2003, <laughs> as well as PlayStation VR 2 content. Mike, it's finally happening. It's finally happening. I can't wait to 2024. You said 2023, Neil, but I'm going to say 2024. Uh, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I just assume <laughs> delays in the gaming industry now uh, is yeah. at least a year. But yeah, that's awesome. I mean... This was obviously coming. This was, should be a surprise to no one, um, mm-hmm. considering that uh, Capcom has been doing one, two, three, and now we're going to get four remake. It'll be interesting because, you know, two and three especially needed to be remade, like yeah. for sure. But four doesn't really, as we've talked about in the Resident Evil 4 episode, where the GameCube version of it is arguably the best way to play the game. And, right. I, you know, it's going to be interesting uh, to, to see a, an amazing, you know, almost perfect game be remade like uh it's uh expectations are sky high expectations are sky high i have very high expectations for this game i have a feeling mike that i'm gonna like this one more than the original game and I'll, i'll tell you why when we went back to resident evil 4 just last year about six months ago i remember thinking like the dialogue in these games hasn't held up particularly well i know Mm -hmm. that that was a huge point of contention for a lot of people going back to this game uh what almost 20 years later not so much with like the sexist comments that that that's neither here nor there but just like the cheesiness of it like kind of the corny jokes that kind of don't never they were funny at the time but nowadays they're not funny at all it looks like that this remake is kind of doing away with all of that and this is straight up just a dark resident evil 4 uh it just looks darker in general like the the gamecube version of re4 is very brown this one looks like it's all dark blues and dark greens like it's going to be way more i think it's going to be way more horrifying than uh than re4 was mm-hmm. oh it definitely looks like it yeah and i'm excited Yep, yep, me too. And this is only coming to PS5 and Series X, meaning that I think next year is when we're going to start to see the end of the PS4, Xbox One generation, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. When is that generation finally going to get left behind? It seems like next year is the answer to that question. If it comes out. If it, <laughs> if it comes out, yes. I have I have faith in Capcom. They, they're coming back strong, yeah, so yeah. we'll have to see. But, Mike, we do have a Patreon topic today. Uh, listeners, remember, if you want to support the show at the $5 or above level, you get your name read in the credits and the option to submit an opening topic, just like we talked about with Garage Sales, Clippy, and RE4. Uh, also, supporters at the uh, on Patreon get uh, any kind of bonus episodes that we do. We recently uh, reviewed the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. By the way, Mike, I was looking on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That show currently has an audience score of 60%, which uh, just justifies my uh, assumption that user reviews are completely irrelevant. Yeah, I'm trying not to look at any reviews for that because... Terrible. Uh, yeah, terrible. And yeah, I hate that. So, but anyways. Yeah, anyways, today we have a write-in from Dean Donian. And uh, they want to know, when Nintendo releases Waluigi's standalone game, I'm speaking this into existence, what kind of game do you think it will be? A traditional platformer, a weird RPG, or something else entirely? So, Mike, what do you think? Uh, Nintendo comes out, uh, you know, this summer with uh, a Waluigi game. What, what do you think it would be? What do you want? Uh, the Waluigi standalone game. Uh, you know, we really want our Waluigi biopic to come out soon. <laughs> starring starring Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, while we wait for that to come out in 2025, hopefully in 2023, we will see this Waluigi game that Dean Donian is going to you know, will into existence here. And for me, I'd like to see Waluigi on like a really really weird type of game I feel like he has to be in a weird game uh similar how like Wario is in WarioWare very wacky and fourth wall breaking I like to see him jump in to this weird genre um and one thing I love about WarioWare is how they subvert kind of classic Nintendo titles in some level Hmm. uh I'd love to see like an alternate universe Nintendo game 
if you know what I mean. Okay. Where Waluigi is instead the main character in in all mm. these like big Nintendo franchises. Okay. A- and like you would do it as you know almost like these like just little levels, and each level is a different franchise. So we have Super Waluigi World. We have Waluigi Prime. We have Waluigi Breath of the Wild. <laughs> we have Waluigi Pinball, Waluigi's Mansion, Waluigi's <laughs> Island, uh, Waluigi awesome. Where, you know, which would be like a subversion on a subversion. Yep. Um, uh, a Super Smash Bros., but it's like Waluigi and characters that got left behind, like Rayman mm. and Isaac and, and people oh, like that. Cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many options you can do here. And uh, I just, I think of it almost like, like the game Dreams, where you kind of can build your own game. But yeah. with Waluigi, that's cool. I kind of like like tying a story into that. I guess just mm-hmm. because I've, uh, I've I just recently saw the uh, the Harry Potter play. Uh, time travels on my mind. I like the idea of it being like Waluigi is traveling through time and he's like maybe making a small change in in history. And that when he goes back into the future, now he's Zelda or now he's Link. Sorry, in in a Zelda game, like he's kind of he's gone mm-hmm. back. He's done something weird in 1984. <laughs> And then he goes back to 2022 or whatever modern day is in the uh, in the Mushroom Kingdom, and now he's in Hyrule fighting Ganon in the castle yeah. or something. And then he's got to go back again and change whatever he did. He goes back into the future, and now he's Olimar fighting a, a giant <laughs> Bullrog and Pikmin or something. Bullrogs from Lord of the Rings. What am I saying? Fighting whatever the giant frogs are from uh, Pikmin. I think that's a really good idea. Tying every Nintendo franchise yeah. into this Waluigi kind of love letter. <laughs> the Waluigi uh, cinematic universe. Mm. <laughs> the one we've all been waiting for. The uh, WICU, I guess it would be, or the WCU, sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah, WCU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to get on a, a little bit of a soapbox here so everybody gather around. Uh, I do like this question, <laughs> and thinking about it got me thinking about another kind of meme-based, I guess, franchise or character, if you want to call it that, this weekend specifically. The movie Morbius recently came back into theaters thanks to a whole bunch of memes going around on Reddit and Instagram and Snapchat and whatever else, uh, TikTok. And as a result, the producers decided to put this movie back in theaters. Um, they were misled thinking that people wanted this movie back, not knowing that we really just want to joke about this character. And as a result, this is one of the few movies to have bombed twice. The movie made an average of $82 per theater it was put into. That's a Jeez. real stat. It was put back into about 1,000 theaters, and it made eighty two grand this weekend. So complete <laughs> flop based on memes. And I-, I couldn't help thinking about this. Like, what if Nintendo you know, puts all of this effort into a Waluigi game and it gets to be, and it gets like the same reaction as Morbius did because Nintendo as risk taking as they are, they, they don't take risks on, I guess, like memes for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. they, they typically take risks on new ideas and they've had Wario as a character for years now, since 1994, specifically with, uh, Mario Land 3, uh, Wario with the Wario game. That was basically, Mm -hmm. it was Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, I believe was the, Weird, great title. great title of that video game. Uh, <laughs> that's the best-selling Wario game, the first one that came out. 5.2 million copies. To date, the series has sold, including spinoffs, 22.75 million copies. So let's be, let's maybe be a little bit, you know, conservative here, generous, and assume that the series has sold 30 million copies worldwide, including, you know, uh, downloaded for uh, digital copies. That's still less than the entire Brain Age series. So... Just taking Wario, like if we're taking that as a sample, which I know is not fair, but like that series has not sold particularly well, and Nintendo is not known for going back to series that don't sell traditionally very well. Um, but with that, I do want to still, I would still love to see a Waluigi game. I just think that's my theory as to why they haven't yeah. done it yet. I want to see Nintendo tackle the first-person shooter genre. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Waluigi FPS. Oh my god, yes. that would be that would be fun. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like we have some third person ish shooters. We have Splatoon. We have, I guess, we have uh, Luigi's Mansion technically. And I know, I know, we have Metroid Prime kind of, but I, I consider those more of like a first person exploration. It's not really like a, an action first person shooter. Like I'm talking yeah. like Halo, yeah. Call of Duty level first person shooter action, uh, starring Waluigi, of course. Um, now I guess I had to come up with a plot here. So you know, you gotta wonder who is this Waluigi character shooting? Uh, mm-hmm. I know that he always has like a rose. He's very much he always has like a rose in his like victory dances or whatever I've noticed. Yep. Uh, so I like the idea of him starting off as some kind of rose gardener, and his entire garden is stolen by a gang of evil bugs, like bees and and I guess uh, butterflies or whatever. And he has to go on like a bug catching, not killing, because Nintendo doesn't like killing, but he has to go on like a massive bug catching spree, and it's all in first person mode. And you can hear him saying funny things. You get Charles Martinet <laughs> in there doing some funny VO. <laughs> Uh, I think it has to be completely voice acted too, because that's key. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, he's flying to different planets. Make it a complete sci-fi bug catching game. I think that would be sick. <laughs> I like the sci-fi aspect in there now. Oh, yeah. Now we're like moving to Mass Effect, oh. like, <laughs> Waluigi Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of those genres that we haven't seen Nintendo do in in a long time. Like they have had some partnerships here and there with with certain games like that. There's that Wii game. What was it called? Um, oh crud. I can't remember now, but they had some first-person game on on Wii, but we haven't seen them really tackle this genre in a long time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, we need, we, uh, we need Waluigi Wii Zapper, <laughs> uh, the uh, <laughs> the Lynx uh, crossbow training, but with Waluigi. Exactly, too. exactly. But Dean Donian, thank you so much for that uh, that opening topic. We love the, we love to get those over there on Patreon. So remember, Patreon supporters, if you uh, if you don't remember to uh, submit your opening topics, please do. We'd love to talk about anything video game or life-related. But with that, Mike, I think it's time that we jump into our very special episode. What do you think? That's right, Neil. Episode number 100. Into the triple digits, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 100 of the GameCube Was Cool podcast. New episode every Thursday on all the major podcast services. We are the number one GameCube podcast on the internet. We're here to look back on all 555 North American GameCube games. One by one, sometimes 12 by 12. So far, we have covered 449 games. You can visit thegamecubewascool.com to check out all the things we've been working on. The website was developed by our very own Mike Lane. And Waluigi did help out. Nice. And maybe it could be a, a website developing game with Waluigi. <laughs> uh, Waluigi typing. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, we talked about Disney and a bunch of classic Disney games on the GameCube starring Mickey Mouse, Donald, Goofy, PK. It was an okay time. Those games aren't very good. But if you haven't already, <laughs> go back and check out that episode. This week, to celebrate the release of Super Mario Strikers Battle League, we are talking about the greatest soccer or football game of all time, depending on where you live. Uh, this is my favorite Mario sports game of all time. And... Mike, we'll talk about it a little bit more. I think it's yours as well, but I'm not too sure. I'm, of course, talking about Super Mario Strikers. But before we get into that game talk, we have talked about this for weeks. We asked you to please send us in your top 30 favorite Nintendo published or developed games of all time list so that we could create our 100 best Nintendo games of all time list for the show. Uh, So before we talk about Mario Strikers, Mike, I think that we should go through our top 100 games list of all time. Yeah, let's do it, Neil. Top 100 for our episode 100, we obviously wanted to make this very special, and we really appreciate all the submissions we got for people's top 30 um, favorite Nintendo games uh, of all time. Uh, I put mine in there, too, so I'm curious to see where where mine stack up here. But uh, yeah, Neil, let's, uh, let's start it. Yeah, sounds good. We'll start with 100. I'm going to do them in batches of 10, just so that we can go through this fairly quickly. We're not going to talk about each game independently, per se. Maybe just what kind of rank, what we think about the games being this high up, I suppose. Sure. All right, so starting from 100 to 91, we have Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green, 
Donkey Kong Country 3, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Baton Katos, Mario Kart SNES, Kirby and the Crystal Shards, Pokemon Trading Card Game, Pikmin 2, Mario Party, and Killer Instinct. Mike, what do you think about that batch of 100 through 90? Killer Instinct there. Pretty sweet. That's a sweet mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, I'd say those are those are solid ones. Pikmin, a uh, little low there, Neil, though. Pikmin 2. I'm not too surprised Pikmin by that. Two, yeah. I believe all the Pikmin games ended up on this list at some point. I should say that we have 165 games total, so I did have to cut out 65 other games. Uh, I was most surprised by Donkey Kong Country 3 being that low of uh, of this batch. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Mario Kart SNES is this low. Honestly, I don't think yes. that game is very good. I know that there, <laughs> it has its supporters, so this just kind of uh, solidified my belief that that game does not hold up particularly well mm-hmm. if you didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. Next batch of games we have from 90 to 81, Pokemon Conquest, Pokemon Coliseum, Golden Sun, Beautiful Joe 2, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, Metroid Dread, Fortune Street, Beautiful Joe 1, Mario Power Tennis, and Fire Emblem Awakening. Okay, there's two games I actually don't know there, Uh, Fortune Street and Pokemon Conquest, you said? Yeah, Pokemon Conquest, I believe uh, I'm going to get my Nintendo rights card taken away here. I think that that's a DS game, isn't it? Or 3DS? That sounds. It probably is a DS game, which is why I don't know it. Yeah, I think so. It's one of the handheld spinoffs. Uh, I have not played that one either. Fortune Street, I have seen on Wii before. I believe that that's like a board game, game show style game. Let me look. Oh, it's on yeah, Wii this for one. sure. It's a Wii game. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh my god, <laughs> I do know this game. I always see it, but I, I have never yeah. actually played it. It's got. Um, I remember because it has Mario and the Dragon Quest, a little. Blue Blob, I don't know what he slime. is. Yeah, the slime. Yeah, uh, are on the cover, which I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I always see this game. I have never played it, so. It, yeah. It's a weird one. I, I would like to pick that one up, too. I just feel bad. I don't have, like, a Wii set up right now in my entertainment unit, so I have no desire to pick up any Wii games right now and can't play that game anywhere else as, as I'm... Uh, as I believe, so I'd have to find it at uh, one of our game stores. Uh, I'm happy to see Golden Sun in this list. That's really good. I know that a uh, friend of the show, Dan, talks really highly about the Golden Sun series, and I think Zaffer does too. Mm-hmm. That's something that I... It's it's definitely like a blind spot in my Nintendo history and uh, something that I want to go back to. It's number 88 on the list today. And uh, glad to see Mario Power Tennis made the list. That's a great sports game. It's uh, The other Mario Tennis did make the list, but it, I believe it's a bit lower, so it did not make the top 100. Power Tennis, too low in my opinion. Too low. Too low at 82? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. should be really high. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what, what uh, ranked above it. From 80 to 71, we have 1080 Avalanche, The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, Pikmin 3, Animal Crossing DS, The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages, Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, Pokemon Black and White, Fire Emblem, the Sacred Stones, and Fire Emblem, the Blazing Blade. So I did. We did bundle a lot of the uh, the Pokemon games together. I'm sorry. I know that a lot of people voted for Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and po- and Red, Blue, Yellow separately. But I just I bundled them together because sure. yeah, it's my list, and I'm going to do what I want. But uh, <laughs> 80 to 71, Mike has a lot of Pokemon, Zelda, and Fire Emblem in here. Anything stand out to you? Yeah, uh, it was cool to see some of those Fire Emblem. Uh entries on the list there for sure because there mm-hmm. are just so many fire emblem games that we kind of forget about uh animal crossing wild world the ds game that you mentioned there uh, that's yeah. a really really good game yeah. um that's i mean there's new leaf that came afterwards but uh wild world i think is is maybe the best of like the handhelds in my opinion at least mm. maybe we'll not see counting what... i guess you're not counting the switch version as a handheld yeah version. not counting the switch version yeah because this was the first time you could do 
uh, kind of Wi-Fi stuff uh, and mm-hmm. go online, I believe. So uh, this is a really cool entry. Definitely. Yeah, the connectability of Animal Crossing on DS was huge. It just got better from there, honestly. I love Animal Crossing as a handheld game. I think that's where it belongs. As good as the GameCube version is, being able to take it with you and yeah. visit other people's towns is so cool. Happy to see 1080 Avalanche here at number 80. That's really cool. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass and Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, uh, th- those were submitted by, I think, the same person, honestly. And I'm glad to see those get a little bit of love here because I'm not a huge fan of them. I know that a lot of Zelda fans don't really look at them as, like, highly praised Zelda games. Mm-hmm. So really cool to see them here on our list. I unfortunately don't know much about the Fire Emblem games other than Awakening. I have no idea even what console the Blazing Blade and Sacred Stones was even on. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not big Fire Emblem people, but we no. like seeing them represented. Exactly. From number 70 to number 61, we have Mario Kart DS, Mario Dance Dance Revolution, Donkey Kong Country Returns, Wario Land 4, Super Mario Land 2, and the Six Gold Coins. Love that game. Mm -hmm. Fire Emblem Three Houses, Donkey Kong 64, WarioWare Inc., Wii Sport Resort, and The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Nice. WarioWare up there. Great, great selection. Mm -hmm. Um... There was one game there that I already forgot it because I heard WarioWare. <laughs> one of those games I feel think is like way too. Oh yeah, Mario DDR. That's that's ah. that's quite high, and we just talked yeah. about that recently. Um, honestly, not a great game to go back to because it is just Mario Party. I know. I, the two people had that uh, on their list fairly high up, so it ranked sure. higher. I should say it was a three-way tie between Donkey Kong Country Returns, Mario Dance, and Mario Kart DS. Mario Kart DS, I was surprised on how low that was. Number 70, and that's considered a lot of people's favorite Mario Kart game I love of all that time. one. Yeah, you as well, exactly. Like, I was surprised to see that. Uh, I'll talk more about the Mario Kart stats a little bit later, but this is, like, where it starts to get real good. Like, this is a good batch of, if you were to play these 10 games in a year, like, that's a really good year of video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. From number 60 to number 51, we have Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, Earthbound, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, Banjo-Kazooie, Star Fox Adventures, Pokemon Arceus, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, and Pokemon Stadium. Another good batch of games. Really good batch there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pokemon Stadium, great choice, of course. Mm-hmm. I love Stadium. I love playing that. Um, yep. The Skyward Sword, it's... I mean, it's not it's not a bad game. It's just not the best Zelda game. So for no. me, I would probably rank that lower. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I am not a huge fan of Skyward Sword. It was not on my top ten list. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, glad to see glad mm-hmm. to see that game here, right in the middle, at, right around number fifty six. And Pokemon Stadium. There's actually quite a bit of uh, N sixty four love here and GameCube. But uh, yeah, Pokemon Stadium and Banjo Kazooie, great games. Super glad to see those ones here. Earthbound, I, I can't help but say that Earthbound is a little bit overrated. I'm not a huge Earthbound fan, but a lot of people are, and uh, made it onto the list. Not quite in the top 50%, but there it is. Next batch of games, from 50 to 41, we have Fire Emblem, Radiant Dawn, Pikmin, Mario Party 7, Luigi's Mansion 3, Internal Darkness, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, Diddy Kong Racing, The Legend of Zelda, that's the NES version, F-Zero GX, and Yoshi's Island. Mike, you're a huge fan of Yoshi's Island, so I know you're happy to see that one here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love Yoshi's Island. It's such a good game. I played it on Game Boy Advance, actually, first. I didn't even realize it was a uh, Super Nintendo game. So uh, mm-hmm. I love that game, love the art style. Radiant Dawn, that is, I believe, uh, oh, wait, no, Path of Radiance is the GameCube one. Radiant Dawn is the... Is that the Wii one? The Wii one? Uh, uh, see, I, I get mixed up with my Fire yeah. Emblem. And Diddy can... Kong Racing, uh, also, mm. great, great pick. What a What an amazing game. 
yeah, and F Zero GX here too. Like that's such a superb racing game. Like again, I'm just as the closer we get to number one, the more hyped I'm gonna get. As we talked about in our Zelda episode, we're not the biggest fans of the original Legend of Zelda game, but no surprise it being in the top fifty. Yeah, uh, yeah. classic game opened up a whole new world for uh, open world games. No pun intended. <laughs> and uh, the Zelda series in general, it started it all. So no surprise it's in the top one hundred. From number forty to number thirty one, we have Pokemon Snap, Super Mario Galaxy Two. Paper Mario, Super Mario Strikers, Super Mario Bros, Star Fox 64, Donkey Kong Country 2, Metroid Fusion, Animal Crossing on GameCube, and Wii Sports. That's just fantastic. We heard Wii Sports Resort yep. earlier, uh, and we have now Wii Sports here, of course, just honestly becoming a classic game now that we're it's getting older. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, 2006 it's uh, 16 years old so wow. it's uh you know something that people definitely will remember forever uh mm-hmm. hearing star fox 64 the best star fox in in my opinion uh, and then strikers uh, <laughs> which we're gonna be talking about today great pick yep. there and animal crossing for gamecube yeah uh those are some of the ones that i thought were just amazing picks here and i'd probably put them all a little bit higher but I say that now without knowing what's ahead of me, so uh, I might say the same thing for the next batch. (laughs) That's true. You're going into this list completely blind. The Mm -hmm. only game missing from uh, this batch for me is Metroid Fusion. I have not played that game yet. It's near the top of my backlog, so really excited to play that 2D Metroid game on the Game Boy Advance. All of these other games, though, I have at least played once, and many of them I've beaten. And Super Mario Strikers, we're going to talk about today, is my favorite Mario sports game of all time. So many of these games are on my top ten list, so I would like to have them a little bit higher, but uh, this is a democracy, Mike. (laughs) From 30 to 21, we have Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Smash Bros., Super Metroid, 007 Goldeneye, Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Luigi's Mansion, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, Donkey Kong Country, and Mario Kart Wii. Yeah, that's just fantastic. Those are some of the best games ever made. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, it's so good. Uh, Super Mario RPG. Uh, and nice to see that mm. up there. It's definitely a game that does get its um, its fair share of love, but it's, I'd say, a pretty cult classic for the most part. Mm-hmm, definitely. I love that game. I highly recommend it to everyone who's a fan of the Paper Mario series. If anybody ever wants to play like some of the new Paper Mario games, I always make sure that they've played that game first because it's an absolute classic on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. The original Super Smash Bros, Super Metroid on there, just games that you know started off really cool franchises. Mm-hmm. I know that there was a Metroid game before that, but Super Smash Bros with uh, 86 points. This is also when we start to get above 100 votes now for, for the games, so really good to see that. Mario Kart Wii, not my favorite Mario Kart game either. I'm kind of disappointed that it's 21 on this list. <laughs> I think it's one of the weaker console Mario Kart games right yeah. down there with uh, the Super Nintendo game, but I know that it, it like uh, like Super Mario Kart, it has a huge uh, place in a lot of people's hearts. From 20 to 11, this is where we're starting to get real serious now. Ooh. Mike, we have The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, Mario Kart 64, Super Mario Galaxy, Metroid Prime, Super Mario Sunshine, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, and Super Mario Bros. 3. That could be like a top 10 best game list of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, some a lot of great GameCube games there. We got uh, Sunshine, mm. Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, which I believe probably should be in the top 10. That's my one of my favorites yeah, no, ever. Number 12 here. Yeah. yeah, I put that, I think, number three for my own. Uh, nice. Love that game. Twilight Princess, great to see that that high. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Twilight Princess gets a lot of hate um, uh, online for sure, but I love Twilight Princess, and mm-hmm. I was very happy to see it there. We got, yeah, Galaxy, of course, just a phenomenal world shattering game really when mm-hmm. it came out just and it still holds up so well today and pokemon yep. crystal my favorite pokemon game of all time uh yeah up there as well nice to yeah. see 
there's more Pokemon games above it, so uh, no surprise there. But yeah, this is a fantastic list. Good, good, like you said, great uh, outing from the GameCube library here. Super Mario Galaxy. I, I was kind of surprised like how far apart Galaxy and Galaxy 2 were in this list. I thought, in my yeah. mind, those games are just so similar. But uh, I think a lot of people played Galaxy 1 and then just didn't jump on 2 at that yep. point just because of the Wii's drop-off in popularity. But that brings us to the final 10. Mike, this list is really good. Ooh, let's go one go. by one here, Neil. All right, we got... From number 10, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And yeah. I included Mario Kart 8 in there too. Yes, yeah. They are in the same game, basically. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think it's probably, other than Double Dash, the best uh, Mario Kart game ever made. Easily, yeah. Um, I, I absolutely adore Mario Kart 8. I think pound for pound, it's the best Mario Kart game of all time. It has obviously the most content, the most characters. We're getting oh, yeah. more tracks. It's the longest supported Mario Kart game now. I believe, uh, to, to date, it's what, eight <laughs> yes. years going on eight years old, I think maybe even this month. So my gosh, like it's, it's such a magical game and I'm so excited for more courses to come out. Number nine, we have super Mario 64. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what started it all in a lot of ways, like basically what started like the current gaming in, in mm -hmm. terms of how we think of platforms and how we think of just the gameplay in general. Uh, and yeah, we and Nintendo did remake uh, remaster it and uh, then took it away from us, kind of. So <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, and they they teased us so heavily in um, Mario Odyssey with uh, the Mario you know yeah, sixty four castle, amazing. thinking everyone was thinking that 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 was like the hint that we're getting the the Super Mario sixty four remaster remake that we've been waiting for now for gosh what 20, 30, 25 years twenty eight years now or something. So mm -hmm. unfortunately not, but. That brings us right into number eight, which is Super Mario Odyssey, the Switch, basically, predecessor of Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, I adore that game. I 100%ed it in one month. I don't think I've ever done that with a video <laughs> game before. Absolutely adore Super Mario Odyssey. Good to see these two games side by side. They, yeah. they are basically very much tied together. It was close to 11 points between them. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. I know that, like, that's like, what does that mean? But, uh, yeah, that's close on this list. 11 points <laughs> is very close. And you do see, like, a lot of threads, like Mario Odyssey or Mario 64. Those are probably, subjectively, the uh, the two best games in the 3D Mario series amongst the fans. Number seven, just games keep getting better and better, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Perfect. I mean, the classic, uh, everyone loves it. It's another game just like 64 that kind of started the new trend of, of Zelda, the first 3D Zelda. I mean, it's another one that uh, will go down in history as one of the best games ever made. Yep, you can play this game just about on every single console. Nintendo knows its popularity. It's an absolute classic. Uh, I think that uh, I think Majora's Mask is better. I was kind of disappointed on how far apart Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time are on this mm -hmm. list. Yeah. Uh, but I figured it would be in the top 10. It's in most people's top 10, top 5 video games of all time, most of the time when you see lists. Bringing us into number 6, we have a GameCube game with Super Smash Bros. Melee. I mean, it's, mainly what else is there to say about it? It's uh, spawned an entire community from this game that still is very active today. And I love going back to it. I love going back to my Marth, of course. And I definitely mm -hmm. put this one in my top 10 for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's in my top 10 or my top 30. I can't remember now. I have to go back and uh, consult my list. I'm more of a fan of the current Super Smash Bros. Ultimate game. Melee is just too fast for me and uh, too broken. I can't I can't get into it. Everyone's also <laughs> way too good at that game now. Like, I was yeah, bad at that game yeah. back in the day, and I have not improved. So <laughs> it's just not fun to, like, go back and play it with someone who's just been playing it for the last 20 years. Um, but, yeah, super, super important game in the fighting game community. And a super important game in the racing game community. At number five, we have Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, of course, Double Dash, the greatest. I love Double Dash so much. I always have this on my like top ten games of mm -hmm. all time. Double Dash is so much fun to play, you know, in two thousand three, and so much fun to be, to play now. Yep, 
great GameCube game, great Mario Kart game. I wish there was more in it. I wish that the Double Dash mode would come back to Mario Kart. I can't believe it's taken Nintendo this long to basically ignore it. There's no sign of it coming back, and I can't imagine why. Uh, they really need to bring back Double Dash yeah. mode, but uh, until then, we have... We both own the game, and uh, we try and share the love about that game wherever we go. Number four, we have Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, the one of the best, you know, baby's first RPGs of all time. <laughs> I see a trend here of all these kind of, like, franchises that started it all. You know, 64, mm, yeah. uh, Ocarina, Pokemon Red. Like, it's, yeah, these are the ones that were, like, the essential things to own in the late 90s, for sure. That kind of, yeah, created so many different... Uh, or expanded upon genres basically that, that had been there for gaming, but then opened it up for so many people like us. Yeah, it was a phenomenon that you just can't really imagine today. Like my my household had six of these games. We had two reds, two blues, and two yellows. So my brother and I could play them yeah. independently of each other. Like that's never happened since and will never happen again in my family where we buy three versions of practically the same game and my mom buys my mom and dad bought them twice yeah so it's like six times we bought basically the same game i can't imagine i'm getting really close with limbo doing that but never like a full price you know 50 dollars, 60 dollars no. game boy game no way number three my favorite game of all time the legend of zelda breath of the wild oh breath of the wild not number one okay nope. i i thought it might be number one i wasn't sure where in the top three it was going to be I, I knew it was going to be the top three for sure yeah i mean this game uh is just amazing and will be played forever. I constantly see people uh, posting about, you know, new ways to make Link fly and or, like glitch the game. It, yeah. it just it was, it was amazing. Like playing it for the first time, I, I will never, ever forget the first moment I started playing Breath of the Wild. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really, really cool. And the fact that everyone has basically tried to emulate this since. Yeah, yeah, we're starting to see, like, all kinds of Breath of the Wild clones come out today. It's definitely the game that I would love to erase from my memory so I can play it for the first time again. Yeah. That is my answer by by a mile. Like, that's just such a special game, such a special time. It's one of the few games where I know that I have over 200 hours in based on the play clock, and that's with about a year of play, which is just unbelievable. And the community around this game is uh, is wild like seeing those on those videos on reddit pop up from time to time of like you know link doing some crazy thing where he manages to jump all the way across the map by using the physics in the game is just so cool yeah and just the ability to like you know ask yourself can i do this and it turns out that you can is just it's it's masterful game game yep. design so number two another zelda game the legend of zelda wind waker Wow, Wind Waker. Yeah. I mean, I love Wind Waker. So, and I'm glad to see these two together on this list because they are very much like I I consider Breath of the Wild very much a spiritual successor to to Wind Waker in a lot of ways. It, it feels mm. like that's the game that Nintendo went back to when they were making Wind or making Breath of the Wild in terms of having inspiration and everything. And uh, of course, Wind Waker just, you know, subverting ex expectations with that cel-shaded art style. People didn't like it at first, and then now it's gone mm -hmm. on to become one of the most critically acclaimed games of all time yeah and toon link is still one of my favorite uh video game characters of all time and is my favorite link iteration of link by far i love the cartoony mm -hmm. eyes that he has <laughs> i love the music in this game oh yeah how bright and pastel it is it's one of the games to show people who are you know not in inducted into the gamecube uh cult <laughs> as much as we are <laughs> uh it's just such an amazing game i i think that it should be hd remastered on every single console that yep. nintendo does that wii u port is insanely good i'm i'm sure that a lot of people were voting for the wii u version as well but i can't help but think that this is a great gamecube game to to have on this list 
Which brings me to number one, the number one game on our top 100 Nintendo games of all time. Drum roll is Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Nice. I mean, this game, I'm really, really happy to see this uh, at, uh, at number one. I think I put this at number two right after Breath of the Wild. Uh, this game is so iconic in so many ways. And this is another mm-hmm. one of those SNES games that I didn't know was a SNES game. I had this on Game Boy Advance, played it, loved it, and I would play this on road trips over and over and over again. I remember people telling me about these, like, different things that you can unlock. And, like, some stuff was real and some stuff wasn't, but, like, for yeah. Easter eggs. And I remember trying right. to find them. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I must have I must have beaten this game at least a dozen times before I was, like, 12 years old. Like, I just yeah. would play this all the time. And playing it when it came to the uh, the SNES online service for, for, for the Switch, that mm-hmm. was really special to play that again, like, on a big screen. Definitely. It's, that's the game that when I turn on my Switch and I don't really know what to play, I'll just pick away at that, play a level or two, and then go to bed. It's such a special game to me as well. I have the physical cartridge. That's what me, my brother, and my sister played when we were kids on a very old TV that <laughs> had the ability to turn the color on and off. Uh, yes. Basically a TV from the 50s where we had our SNES uh, hooked up to. That's one of my earliest 2D uh, gaming memories. It's my second favorite game of all time. I love Super Mario World. Definitely on my top 10 list. Uh, the music is iconic. The platforming is unbelievable. The secrets in the game are unlike anything else I've ever played. So definitely deserves to be uh, the number one game on our list. And this was actually the game that was on, I believe, the most people's lists. Of the 20 lists that I received this the last few weeks, Mike, it was on 14 people's uh, cards. Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, I tried to get a few stats based on the list here. I'm going to post the master list on our Discord channel, so if you follow us over there, you can see uh, the list that I read and some of the games that didn't quite make it, but we're missing two of the Mario Kart games on our list, the Game Boy Advance one and the 3DS one. Mario Party 2 and 4 are missing from the first seven Mario Party games. Mm -hmm. All the other ones are there. There's 16 Pokemon games in total. All of the mainline Pokemon games are there. Uh, There's five of the Donkey Kong Country games, which is all of them. They all made the top 100 list from uh, 1 to 3, including Returns and Tropical Freeze. Uh, There's 14 Zelda games on the list. The only one missing that I could tell was Zelda 2. There were absolutely zero votes for The Adventures of Link. Wow. I mean, to be fair, well, I mean, there was no Four Swords as well. Yeah, Four Swords Adventures is there at number 108. Uh, almost made it. <laughs> almost made it. Yeah, not quite a classic Zelda game, and it nope. almost made it. Uh, but yeah, like Link's Awakening is there too, and all the other ones, they're all there. So yeah, the only one missing, Zelda 2 on the NES. Mm. But that was a really fun exercise. This took a lot of work to organize, and uh, hopefully we can do something like that in the future. Yeah, this was amazing. Uh, and thank you very much to everyone who submitted their top 30, and we were able to create this amazing top 100 Nintendo published games of all time. Yeah, I have a feeling that we'll probably do something towards the end of uh, this project, maybe more GameCube-centric. I think that that would be a lot of fun, but we can brainstorm uh, about that later. For now, Mike, let's uh, let's jump into the game of the day, shall we? Yeah, let's do it, Neil. Super Mario Strikers. That's right. Super Mario Strikers was released on December 5th, 2005. It's known in Europe and Australia as Mario Smash Football. It's developed by Next Level Games, published by Nintendo. This is a GameCube exclusive, rates a 7.5 out of 10. Even Nintendo Power gave this game a 7.5 out of 10. Feels very low. Mm-hmm. Priced today at around $100, and this is an arcade soccer game, or football, depending on the country of your origin. Yeah, I'm. Well, let's get ready, Neil, because let's <laughs> talk about 
Super Mario Strikers. And let's talk about just, you know, Mario sports games in general. This is a super, super late entry. First of all, super late entry on the GameCube, for one. But a super late entry into the Mario sports pantheon of games. You know, we've had a couple of tennis entries at this point. We've had... um, of, uh, we've had golf. The, the golf. Yeah, we've had a couple of golf entries as well. We're going to have baseball too. Uh, but we've been waiting so long in all of Mario Sports' career, which is about 10 years at this point, to get a soccer game, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's soccer. It's the most popular sport on the planet. It is, know. you know, very relatively easy to, to make a game with it. And it took Nintendo a long time and almost feels like an afterthought of a game, you know, coming out on uh coming out on the gamecube very late you know uh less than a year to go till the wii comes out mm-hmm. uh and you know we get it by and no shade thrown at them because they're an amazing developer now but we get it from a, a very random game studio next level games who i believe had only really worked on one or two games before this yeah this is their second game next level games is actually a canadian studio they formerly Ooh. worked on the nhl hits pro series or the game that was their first game this mm. was their second at bat which is just unbelievably what a great second game like bravo uh they've also developed other games they developed the striker game on wii mario strikers charged which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit later but i always thought that was a port of mario strikers uh they also made luigi's mansion 2 and 3 and they're developing the new mario strikers game so the studio is still in business and they are currently owned by nintendo yes a nice second party studio there now Mm -hmm. but yeah it it was you know i I was kind of mind-boggled about Strikers just in general in that sense. And um, I did do some research, as we do for this game, even though I've played this game so many times before. I wanted to kind of, like, figure out how this game came to being. And it was intended to be a full, you know, 11-a-side soccer game. Uh, it was it wow. was supposed to be a, a, a generally uh, normal soccer game at one point. But then there was also the idea of almost like a platformer. And um, Mike Englehart, who was the uh, one of the developers, I think, who worked on Strikers, uh, he's got a couple quotes here that I want to read, Neil. Sure. Uh, he says, funny enough, when we went through the initial prototype, we ended up making a platforming style of soccer game. So we actually tried to make something that was instinctually would fit the Eastern market. And that's not what they wanted at all. Uh, so they said, scrap that, start again. <laughs> and I think we just focused too narrow and tried to make again something that they wanted and they didn't give us too many clues. They just told us, give us Mario Soccer to see where we would go. And we went in the wrong area. And then he says, it's really hard to describe since it was such a strange experience, but there were two goals that were kind of, if I remember correctly, nestled inside of castles. You could dribble the ball uh, and Mario Luigi would get up on the ball like a circus animal and roll it under their feet. And it didn't resemble soccer at all. And soccer was basically the means to the end. Uh, But it was just a weird concoction of trying to fit in what we thought they were looking for on top of what they were looking for for a sport. We had to flip that upside down when we actually got the feedback and put soccer first and layered Mario in on a second. That's such a weird chain of events to come to the like conclusion that they just need to make Mario soccer. Yeah, like, it, I it know. seems like such an obvious thing to like. That should have been day one the idea. Like, I don't know why you would basically make you're making Mario Monkey Ball from the sound of that. Yeah. That's it's really interesting. What's what's crazy to me about like Mario Strikers is that this is the last time that we got a new standalone sport in the Mario Sports series. Uh, we Ooh, yeah. at, up to this point we had 
golf, tennis, and baseball, and then we got soccer. And since then, it's been relatively quiet on any new sports. I know that we've had Mario Sports Mix and whatnot on 3DS and Wii. We've had the Mario and the Sonic Olympic games. I'm talking about a standalone Mario Sports game. Yeah. The sports for me that I are blatantly missing are hockey, football, American football, and basketball. I, I'm kind of I'm always scratching my head as to why those games are missing. And again, I know people are saying there's Mario three on three hoops on on the DS. I'm not talking about that game. I mean like a real basketball game, not like an arcadey kind of stunted basketball game on DS. I mean like a full Mario basketball game. We haven't seen it. And it's just crazy to me that every console gets golf and tennis. Sometimes we get soccer and sometimes we get baseball. Baseball has been dormant since the Wii. And up until this week, soccer has been dormant since 2007. And golf and tennis, it's just golf and tennis, golf and tennis, golf and tennis on every console. And I, I can't help but think that it's just because those two sports are fairly basic and slow. That's what I love so much about Mario Strikers is that it's it's fast paced and violent form of soccer with the Mario characters. It's such a left turn from all the other Mario sports games. Yeah, and for those who don't know about what Mario Strikers actually is, it basically is a, it's a five aside game. So there's uh you know four uh people who are actually running around and of course a goalkeeper and it's almost like a bit of indoor soccer style because the stadiums have walls to them and with these walls they're electric fenced walls also (laughs) for whatever reason and uh you can hit people into these walls and basically shock them and take the ball away from them Mm -hmm. and this i think is like a really really smart idea and something that probably i i would have never thought of was to make something super arcadey and from a soccer standpoint, make it like an indoor soccer game. Of course, these stadiums are technically outdoors, but having the walls around it and and having only you know four people actually playing on either side makes it so much more fun. To me, it always felt like a hockey game more than yeah. more than soccer, honestly, because there's there's deking, there's like passing and shooting, obviously, but just the amount of tackling and and violence that you can do for no reason either. Like you can just hit anybody in the game and <gasps> knock them into that electric fence, like you said. Like it feels like you're playing a hockey game with uh with electric barbed wire around the stadium, and it's yeah. I can't imagine that that was an easy decision for Nintendo to to to, to greenlight. Uh, I'd have to imagine that some developers had to fight for that ability, but if if they had released Mario Strikers as just being a straight up soccer game with no violence, which for the most part, Mario sports games are very clean. Uh, I don't think that I would like this game nearly as much. No, and you made a great point there, Neil. It is like hockey. Uh, Of course, you know, NHL hits, like we said, that's what Next Level Games was working on. So they definitely took some of their ideas and engine from that and put it into Strikers. And also, you know, I... They're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> they. This is what we know. We know hockey. We know how how fluid hockey can be, and uh, and they definitely took that to strikers and made just a soccer game that doesn't really make sense why it's so good, but it's just the fact that there's so much fun you can have playing it multiplayer. And I honestly didn't mm-hmm. play this game for a long time. I knew of the game, but just in a basic sense, I don't think I started playing it until maybe. 2010 2011 hmm. uh so after it was you know quite a few years after it was released and my cousin who's going to be joining us in a couple minutes matt he introduced it to me because i believe he actually had the charged game on the wii and okay. really really liked it and he said you know we, we gotta play strikers we we play nightfire all the time but <sighs> we gotta we gotta do a new game let's let's try strikers and i was like okay tried it and he was very good at it and still is but i fell in love with it immediately i thought it was just complete you know violent nonsense it was it was so different from whatever any of the mario sports games that i'd ever played before and Mm -hmm. it was such a breath of fresh air there that i was 
a little bit frustrated while playing it because he was so good and would always be hitting me and tackling me and taking the ball all the time and, you know, basically knowing how to score, I, I wanted to get better. And it's probably one of the only Mario games that I've ever been, you know, sat down and be like, okay, I need to practice this. I need to actually figure out how to play this game properly, even right. though it is, it is a very accessible game. But, you know, there's a lot of different levels that you can go uh, as a user to to improve yourself, I guess. Yeah, it's incredibly easy to learn and very difficult to master. And, yeah. uh, and for a Mario sports game, that's somewhat rare. Most of the Mario sports games are pretty easy to learn and master right away. Honestly, this is kind of the one where it takes, depending on the opponent that you're playing against, this is the one that takes the most effort to sit down and, and really learn. It's funny, I have a uh, I have a friend named Matt who also introduced me to this game. <laughs> I believe it was more 2014, and same like you are. This is the Matt that was uh, with us on the Chibi Robo episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when we met, he only had a, a small handful of GameCube games, one of them being Super Mario Strikers, and he was talking to me about it for, for weeks, telling me that, you know, you got to try this game, it's really cool, you know, and I was like, I've heard of it before, but I don't really like soccer games. And, uh, you know, just like what you said, you and I just basically played Nightfire on repeat, and we needed to add something else to this rotation. And he sat me down and showed me how to play. You know, you press A to pass, B to shoot, and then, what is it, Y to tackle, and X to deke. And uh, that's basically it with the joystick, or you can use the C-stick to deke. And mm-hmm. I was instantly hooked on on the game, just the gameplay alone. The controls are so intuitive and tactile and just they work right away and then once the first time you tackle somebody in that game i was like this is this is the best sports game i've ever played uh just the blood-curdling yell that daisy makes when she gets knocked into the uh the electric fence was just oh my god like it's kind of like it's horrific it sounds like she's having a heart attack i know um but from that moment on i was like i think i went home and bought the game on ebay that night i was like yeah this is this is a game worth buying for sure he was a bigger fan of the the wii game which he kept on trying to convince me that it was not a port and i was just like no it, it's a port i I don't know why I thought that. It's not a port. It's 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 its own game. But uh, so the the GameCube version is the only version uh, only version that I own. I would like to pick up the Strikers Charge game at some point, but that'll be way later for me. But uh, that's my memory of, of this game. And since then, Mike, you and I, when we get together, we we usually play a round of this game uh, on teams or against each other. It's fun either way. But you were talking a little bit about uh, being a multiplayer game. I consider this to be more of a multiplayer experience. What about you? Definitely. Absolutely. The single player experience isn't amazing. And we'll we'll talk about that uh, very soon. But the multiplayer aspect is where this game shines. Like it's it's the perfect multiplayer game. And it's great to play it with friends or against people. And one person I did play it against is, of course, my cousin, Matt, who is going to be joining us right now. And Matt, of course, we have to ask you of all the eight characters that you could choose from, who would be your main in Mario Strikers? Gotta be Donkey Kong. Uh, does he still throw? He threw the ball in the first one. Still, <laughs> I know the others he does, but you can't. Nothing better than somebody picking up the ball, throwing it, and the rest not saying anything. So it's gotta be Donkey Kong. I was gonna say he he straight up punches the ball into the net. Yeah, certain, he punches. Like, the ball. I, I had to watch a replay. I was playing the game today, and I was like, did he just punch the ball into the net? And sure as heck, you know, the replay shows the replay shows to everybody that he did punch the ball straight into the net and no rules, no rules, no penalties in this game at all, which we can talk about a little bit later, I guess. But wow, a Donkey Kong supporter. I didn't think we would find one of those today, but that's interesting. Well, there's there's not a lot of options. The, no. uh, it's actually pretty disappointing how many characters are in uh, the first Strikers. That is definitely one of the things that I would say is is a con of the game is is a small amount of, of characters and also the the kind of characters, I guess, that you play with, because of course in Strikers you pick a main character, 
and then you have uh, I guess sidekicks almost, and it's either Birdo or the Koopas, and uh, I think Hammer Hammer Bros. And Hammer Bros. And, and Donkey right. Kong Hammer Bros. was always my combo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've got Birdo as well in there, I believe, as a sidekick. There's mm-hmm. nine playable characters in this game, four different sidekicks, and two goalies. But you pretty much only have one goalie the entire time, and that's Critter, the random crocodile from the Donkey Kong Country series, which was a weird choice to throw in the net in this game. That's where he's. Fr- that's true. Yeah. I I know. I never understood why. I had no idea he was from anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's from the Donkey Kong series, and I think that he's the last game. It's the last game that he kind of he quote unquote whatever like his avatar you ever see him in at least for a very long time. Uh, I mean, so R.I.P. Critter. Yeah, he died uh, after so many uh, so many uh, blunt force trauma uh, <laughs> just hits to the head because there there's many games that he he really bailed me out. So uh, I got to thank him there. For sure. The goalie AI in this game is something I actually want to talk about with you guys. That was one of the cons, I would say, for this game, because sometimes Critter is on the ball, no pun intended. He saves everything. He dives across the net, and then other times the ball just kind of lobs over his head and goes in. That was one of the things about this game that kind of bugged me, was that, like, just, I can't control, I can never control him. He's always just AI. I never complained. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was great. Yeah, obviously there's a few spots that... You're, that one friend that plays this all the time knows the exact spot where you just got to chip them and it goes in. But I would counter that with the, uh, the all the other bots being amazing. Like, I, I don't know too many sport games where it feels like all, all my teammates are in the exact right spot I want them to be to set them up. Like, if I'm playing NHL, I feel like whoever I pass to, they're, they're not in a one-time position. But when I'm thinking back to strikers... I just I pass it around two times. I'm getting somebody cross crease to kick it in past. <laughs> yeah, well, that crappy uh, <laughs> bot goalie. I mean, that's the classic tried and true method to score in this game for sure. Is one timers. There's a lot of a lot of one timers. There is the the little I guess mechanic of perfect passes. So that basically is when you uh, click A and you are I guess close to the goalie in a good range. You get a little kind of green. Uh, uh, flow that goes past like with the ball and uh, time slows down if you click B uh, to 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 hit it in and uh, yeah sometimes that can be very easy with the AI I find they are very very good so playing single player to, uh, this morning was uh, was quite easy to to beat a couple of these these teams but when you play with friends which is mostly where I play this game uh, it can be it can be pretty tough because people aren't in position yeah. <laughs> But it's, so, but it's so satisfying when it works out and the character does like a Beckham flip and kicks it in or like turns the ball and curves it in. Like when it does happen, it's so satisfying. It and that's that in this sport, like just or in this game, I should say, just anytime you score a goal, you can feel the energy like when the ball finally goes in because it's so stressful in between like you know, passing the ball back and forth. There's a tackle. The ball, you know, changes changes uh position i guess or uh like the other team gets control and then you take control and then finally the ball goes in and you can relax for like 10 seconds <laughs> before the ball starts moving again like it's five minute matches is the default uh but my god it feels so much longer because it's just five minutes of stress yeah <laughs> and I- extra five minutes of replays too <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of replays in but it. I, f- I feel like this was the, one of the few replay games where i wasn't always screaming at my friends to skip because like the characters actually did something fun like based on who they were yeah yeah in their in their replay uh of course yeah there are they all have their little kind of animation after they score although sometimes it was funny because let's say you had hammer bros as your sidekicks and sometimes if you scored as Hammer Bro, you would, you know, he would do his little dance. Uh, but other times if Hammer Bro scores, then your main character would be there. Like Waluigi is taking the credit mm. for this Hammer Bro's great goal. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that happens. Sometimes, yeah, the character didn't quite always line up with the uh, with the victory dance. But uh, 
the interesting one for me, I don't know if you guys ever noticed, what's Waluigi doing when uh, when he scores? <laughs> Just pointing at his crotch, yeah. basically. <laughs> he does like the karate chop. That's on brand. He does like the karate chop, the double karate chop towards his, his groin yeah. area. Yeah, that's uh, that is uh, like Matt said. That is on brand for Waluigi. I guess, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I mean, he's got the rose. <laughs> that makes it okay. Uh, but Matt, I gotta ask. This is a very difficult game to play. I think like it's got one of the highest difficulty spikes of any of the Mario sports games. What difficulty level did you traditionally play this game at in single player mode? Because I couldn't get past rookie. I don't know what level uh, I played this at uh, <laughs> for single player mode. This was mostly a multiplayer game. But yep. as for difficulty, I did want to say something. Uh, so we were, you said, said we were talking about pass assist earlier that it's always a guaranteed pass completion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the best parts of this game. Like obviously if you're playing one of the EA sports that you just have people obsessed with the game and you're playing it every day, you don't really want you, you need a higher level of difficulty that you you're not going to love the game if everything's completed and that's why they added aiming your pass, but this isn't a game meant for someone who's playing this every single... I apologize if you, <laughs> if you play this every day growing up. But I see this game as like once once every once in a while when you have your friends over. And you don't all need... Like you, you don't want a game where all you have to learn all the mechanics of this game. It's good that it's, it's easy enough that it's a guaranteed pass. You can shoot without having to perfect your aiming. Like it's very balanced that way. Yeah, that's a little off your question. But we're talking about difficulty and... Yeah, did you grow up playing this single player? Did you, <laughs> did you not have friends to play this one? Grow, grow, growing up is a bold term. I was 22 when I bought this game. Uh, but no, I always played it in rookie when I did play it single player because you're right, it is definitely way more fun to play multiplayer. I played with my friend Matt and Mike. Uh, playing this game multiplayer is the preferred method of play for me. But just today, I was playing the game and all this week single player only to prepare. And it's set to rookie by default, typically. And like I pretty much win every single match. Some of them are closer than others, but I almost always win. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to bump it up because there's four difficulty levels in this game. There's rookie, professional, superstar, and legend. I bumped it up to professional. I won one match in the tournament, and then I didn't win any more after that. <laughs> it just gets ridiculous. Like the, the characters are just so much better. Their critter goalie is just saving everything. Every pass gets intercepted. And just for, a, just for science, I decided to uh, set it to legend. And my god, that difficulty is ridiculous. The second that the whistle blows, three of your characters are tackled and they have the ball. <laughs> I remember playing this on the higher levels, and I remember the higher it got. Like I don't know which one, but I got pretty high. And I remember that to beat those levels, you had to like perfect the power shot. And I hated that. Yeah. yeah. I, like I when I play with friends. I, we would just turn that off because that was the worst part of the game. But to play against the higher levels, you had to perfect the power shot to be getting to... Like, it wasn't as bad as charged when you could do seven shots <laughs> against the goalie. <laughs> but I, I feel like you could still get a double goal but and a guaranteed if you perfected the power shot. And then you're just racing to find a corner on the offensive side to power up rather than actually playing soccer. So I hated that, and I don't think I could ever beat any higher level without doing power shots. That's a really good point. And I think... That's kind of a product. We talked earlier about how next level games, this is basically their second game after NHL hits. And uh, this is definitely a product of them, you know, creating this game for Nintendo, creating a, uh, a a multiplayer first game and kind of thinking about the single player aspects later, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I'm totally fine with them creating this great game. That's really, really fun and not worrying too much about like the difficulty levels after rookie and pro. 
Like, because, you know, like, back in 2005, it didn't, at least for me, it did not really matter if, like, the difficulty spikes were, were adjusted correctly. I just want to play this with my friends. Yeah. No, completely. I 100% agree with that. And the single-player mode, like, lacking, that's something that's pretty common with just about every Mario sports game, I find. Other than maybe the Mario games on Game Boy Advance, which were basically RPGs, uh, every console Mario sports game, every reviewer says, you know, lacking single-player content, lacking single-player content. Uh, like the latest Mario Golf game that came out last year, lacking single-player content. I have a feeling we're going to see that again with Mario Strikers Battle League coming out this week. Uh, but I felt that with this game too. It's that it's lacking single-player content. It's just tournaments that you can play, which is fine, like you said, Mike. Like I just want to play this game with friends. But if you are a single child, or you know, like what Matt said, if you don't have friends growing up, like it's a bit of an empty experience. It would have been fun to have had a bit more of a story mode thrown in, thrown into the game. Um, but like you can still have a pretty good time toggling with the uh, with the difficulty levels. Like if you want to jump up to professional or superstar, you're you're gonna spend tens of hours trying to get good at this game and then impress very few people <laughs> <laughs> now matt what what are your initial memories of playing mario strikers uh just tournaments 1v1 tournaments with a big group of friends because we we hated the 2v2 always yeah because you what you have four characters on the field right yeah like three you have three uh min, not minions but you're uh what's the word Sidekick. sidekicks <laughs> sidekicks your sidekicks yeah you're three sidekicks and when you're the one who passes and you have a friend who's a teammate of yours, your character who you're controlling always switches to your passing. So when you're doing 2v2, it's one person controlling the ball the whole time. Or you're just fighting, like, spamming Aiden <laughs> as they're passing <laughs> yeah. to get control of them. So my memories are playing, a, like, 1v1, setting up a tournament with eight people and just watching people play for, like, a good three quarters of the time. <laughs> just because how much we hated the 2v2. I don't know. My memory is just that it was the perfect mix of Mario and the sports game, which I don't know if there's another equivalent to it. Like, if we think of Mario Tennis, which is my pinnacle of, like, the sports side of Mario Sports, yep. there's not a lot of Mario aspects to that besides the fact that they are Mario characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in, in, in Strikers, you have all the same items as you would find in Mario Kart. Like, all the same shells. The, the, you know what everything does from playing all the other Mario games. You don't have that in tennis, as far as I know. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, every character has their own power-up, right? Mm-hmm. right? And, like, unique to the character. That's similar with all the other games. And it was that perfect mix without taking away that this was actually a very good soccer game. Uh, <laughs> granted, I don't play a lot of I hate FIFA games, but to me, this is my favorite soccer game of all time, <laughs> including real soccer, including real soccer. <laughs> um, and I just thought it had a really great balance between being a Mario game and a great sports game at the same time. And that's what I remember thinking back. Yeah, totally. you're 100% right, too. Like, I got to agree with that. I mean, I really didn't play this game until you showed it to me um, because I knew of Strikers, but I think because you had... You had played the the Wii game. Yeah, I was a Wii child. I played a lot more Charged than I did the original Strikers, but I played both. Yeah, and and I remember you talking about Charged, and then you also had had played the other one too. So I was like, well, I you know love the GameCube obviously, and we we would play Mario Power Tennis with each other all the time too. So I thought, okay, we gotta other than Nightfire and Power Tennis, we need another game here. <laughs> let's get let's get Strikers, and and Strikers, I just also it was a lot of fun to play against each other for one. But I always like playing on a team with people mm-hmm. for Strikers because you're right, the two v two is a little a little crazy. It is kind of fun if you do have four people. And you're all playing together, and so you are basically like you you are controlling each person on the field, yeah. And that way, you're not constantly switching. 
uh, that makes it really, really fun and makes it a very good, like you said, like actually technically good sports game. Yeah, no, it completely is. Like like Matt said, I'm not a huge soccer fan either, like of, of the sport or the games, but this game is, maybe it is because it's more of like a hockey game than a soccer game. Um, I don't know the last time I ever played like with four player multiplayer uh, before. I never, definitely never played 2v2. And I can't even remember, I might've only done it once, played the game with items. Like for me, this is not a game where items are ever turned on. I'm a bit of like a smash purist when it comes to strikers. Uh, so I know that there are bananas <laughs> and or banana peels and red shells and green shells, but I have no idea what it's like to play that because I just like to play this game with with it's just soccer it's uh five on five soccer and uh I do keep the power smashes in there or whatever they're called the mm-hmm. the charge uh kicks even though they are pretty cheap I know like what Matt was talking about there where like you know you can be down by one point or you're up by one point and then your opponent scores a, a power smash on you and now they're up by one point I never exactly liked that uh, I, 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 I sometimes did take it out too, if you just want clean soccer. Uh, also it was basically a swing meter on, uh, like yeah. trying to use it. And I didn't always, very hard, very hard. I know ne- I almost never nailed it because the swing meter pops up and the needle starts moving independently of each other. It almost feels like that the needle starts at a different point every time and swings in a different direction. So there's never any muscle memory doing it for me. So I almost always screwed it up. I uh, I think you missed out on the, the the beauty of this game because the items are what balance the game because yeah. you got items from being slide tackled. So if you had a friend, which I know you didn't, you played <laughs> so they didn't slide tackle you constantly. But when you have friends that slide tackle you constantly, which is how most multiplayer games go in this, you keep getting more items, and that's what created the balance in this game. So I can't, I never played it without the items, and I can't imagine it without it because I think it would just be constant slide tackling, and no one would ever be up. <laughs> yeah, the items do. You're absolutely right. They do balance the game, and but they're also not overpowered, and that's the one thing that. Playing this game and then playing other Mario games, uh, especially that use items in some way, uh, I was really happy to see how the items, like, they obviously can stop you in your tracks for certain stuff, but it doesn't, like, destroy the game. Well, maybe I'll have to try and play it with items on next time, but, uh, yeah, we'll have to find out and see if it's better for me or not. Uh, definitely at the higher levels, you needed the banana wall mm. to get the time <laughs> to use your, uh, to charge up your power shot. You needed to make a wall, and then they would just keep running into the bananas, and then you could have, and you only had about two seconds still, but that was enough at the high level to get your shot off. Yeah, without items, you rarely ever have any time to charge a power shot because there's always someone Never. there to tackle you yeah. out of it. It's great. And I did want to talk to you a little bit about the sequel to this game, uh, Super Mario Strikers Charged. We, Neil and I, really haven't played this game too much. What can you tell us about this game compared to uh, uh, compared to the GameCube game? So the, the charge-up <laughs> was way worse because you could get up to seven shots. But it had a, it had a cool mechanic that... You get to be the goalie in that case, and you have to point your <laughs> your Wii remote at the screen to save them. And if you get it perfect, it's very fast. So it was pretty tough to save them. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting mechanic, but after you have the Wii for like seven years, no, I don't know anybody whose pointer is still uh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so it became it became an automatic seven goals at that point. <laughs> so that has to be turned off. Uh, but you had more characters. You got to mix. What I really like is you could mix up your sidekicks in the sequel. Mm, yeah. uh, that way you can mix up your speed with some power. Right. Uh, all the sidekicks got really overpowered power shots as well. <laughs> <laughs> so those had to be turned off. I remember Hammer Bro had these like molten hot hammers. And he would just 
glue the goalie to the ground <laughs> and shoot next to him. So all the power shots had to be turned off. And then at that point, it's basically the original. So right. uh, if you're someone that just loves the Mario aspect of the game, maybe you'd like it more. But if you're like me and really appreciated the mix, the balance, because of how great the soccer aspect was, I think you should stick with the original Sweet. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to pick up the uh, the Wii version because I've only heard that it improves on the GameCube version. So someday, definitely will. But uh, until then, I'm going to stick with Strikers on GameCube and really excited for the new game to come out this week. Yeah, will you yes. be picking that up, Matt? It'll be on my list. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll get it once I have enough money, but I'm hoping somebody gets it for me. That would be very nice because, yeah, we are we are very excited to play it. And, uh, well, I'll be buying it day one. So when I come over to see you, I'll, I'll bring it over and we can play it. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, you have to give me my charger back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, until I give you your charger back, uh, Matt, is there anything else you'd like to say about Strikers before we let you go? Last thing was the... Oh, I have two things, actually. Okay, the robots. The robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My asshole friends that uh, I come, I go over and they say, hey, I earned these robots. I'm playing as the robots. And they were faster, more accurate. <laughs> Could slide tackle you from further away. Uh, they sucked. Uh, so the robots sucked. And I love the visual aids in this game. And that goes with just most Mario games. That for someone who didn't play too many sports games growing up, I love that like the color of the ball and the the size of the glow changes by the power you have in the ball building up, like to let you know how likely you are to score. Mm-hmm. That's just it's not something you see in most games. And as a kid and as a game which I believe should only be played every now and then, and you need these kind of assists to get everybody on the same playing level, really appreciated that, and I don't see that a lot in today's sports games. That's a really great point that I didn't even really think of. That's not that's not in my mm-hmm. notes, so that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> and to your point with the robots, so of course the robots are the kind of the last boss, I guess you could call them. It's Bowser built these robots, I guess is the story. I don't know. These super uh, soccer playing robots that are amazing. And if you play the single player and you beat all the cups, you can face them in the Bowser Cup as the final boss. And if you beat them, then you unlock them uh, and you can play them uh, with your friends. And yeah, that would suck to because I actually just unlocked them today. <laughs> so uh, I've well never done, actually well played done. it with friends uh, and I would be really <laughs> mad if they picked the robots yeah I can see like in a new Mario game like the new Mario Strikers game I feel like that those robots are just going to be Bowser's kids or like some kind of rabbit variation that they seem to have been doing in the last few Mario games which is a bit disappointing I like the idea of Bowser making like these kind of mech droids to play soccer um, it, it, it's, it's nice when you finally do unlock them but I remember just playing the game in the tournament mode to unlock them and, and the entire time uh, the game runs very smoothly, and then as soon as you start playing against these robots, did you guys notice that the frame rate dips like a lot when you play against them? That was one thing that I noticed, that the game seemed to have chugged mm. quite a bit more for some reason. I don't know why. They're not super detailed. They're basically just black bionicles running around on screen. Been too long, but I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, they uh, I, maybe it's just because they're too fast. I don't know. Maybe. They, 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 they're too fast for the GameCube. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, thank you very much for coming on today, Matt. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we hope to play some Strikers with you real soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Of course. Take care, buddy. Thanks. You too. What a nice young man. What a nice young man. Thank you very much, Matt, for coming on. 
very well researched for strikers. I appreciate uh, him uh, uh, and his knowledge of strikers, and of course his asshole friends who would play <laughs> as the robots, uh, as you do. Uh, well, as I didn't because I just unlocked them today. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was always a Yoshi guy personally, and uh, like a Koopa Troopa. Typically, that was always my thing. I'm not a huge fan of playing as like the faceless robot in these multiplayer games. I want to play as an Nintendo as a Nintendo character. Of course, yeah. That's I know this was an era where we had a bunch of like random characters that weren't really like from the Mario universe, like from the Mushroom Kingdom. They mm. kind of just threw people in like the the crocodile. Yeah, like Critter from uh from Donkey Kong. Nowadays it's basically like just make baby versions of everyone and that's basically all you need <laughs> to do. Like they're just yeah. trying to pad the games with characters, I suppose, yeah. but yeah, it was kind of cool to have a bunch of robots, I suppose. But uh, no, it was Yoshi and Koopa Troopa for me by far. But no, that was awesome to have Matt come on. Glad to have someone else as passionately talk about this game as we do. And uh, they he also played the uh, the Wii version, which I so stupidly avoided for the last 10 years. Yeah, I, I mean, so same here. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Wii version, I'm sure, with the next guests who are coming on. Mm-hmm. But our second guest of the day is Will. And Will has not been on the podcast before. So we got to ask him, did you own a GameCube back in the day? I did. I, I luckily, I was, I was one of those buttholes that um, had all three consoles, but it was not necessarily because I was rich so much <laughs> as I just like traded everything in and basically like worked enough jobs that I got lucky that I had all of the consoles. I had the GameCube a little bit late. I got PS2 first, then Xbox, then GameCube. But yeah, I eventually got a GameCube. You were Very 12 nice. years old just mining Bitcoin so you could so you could buy Xbox and PS2 is what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially. I was, oh man, I wasn't even 12. When, when did the game, I was like... 2001. I was, I was a teenager. No, okay, no, yeah, I was technically a teenager. Yeah. Technically a teenager <laughs> by the time it came out. And uh, our next question then would be, what color was that GameCube? Ooh, I got the burnt orange. Love me the orange oh, one. Nice. You got the orange. I think you're the first person. I have the purple one now. Like I, I am literally staring at it right now in my uh, bookshelf. But yeah, when I the, the OG GameCube that I had was was burnt orange, spicy orange. That like yeah oh yeah sorry spicy orange whatever it was yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then the the third question of this uh, of this spot would be, uh, did you have the foresight to get a memory card with that GameCube? <laughs> no so oh. yeah so the, the best thing was when i first got it um i i you think i would have learned considering i had a ps2 at the time and i was like oh yeah you obviously need a uh what's it called a memory card but i think when i first got it for like the first probably month or so of owning the gamecube i didn't actually and i do this with all of my consoles or well i did when blockbuster was a thing um i would buy the consoles <laughs> But then I wouldn't actually buy games for like a couple of months. I would just rent games a whole bunch. Sure. So yeah. basically, yeah, when I got the GameCube at first, I for like the first month and a half, maybe two months of owning it, I, I didn't have didn't have a memory card and would just rent games and then and then be like, all right, cool. Can't save any of my progress at all. <laughs> Guess I'm just going to rent games that you don't need to worry about progress in. You were playing the first 20 minutes of Luigi's Mansion and yep, Twilight exactly. Princess first, and yeah, yep. Super Mario Strikers. <laughs> yeah, first 20 minutes of every game ever for, for a good couple months. Yeah, I got so good at the first 20 minutes of Wind Waker. My God. Oh, my God. I can't even believe it. That opening cutscene, man. <laughs> 
But of course, we did bring you on to talk about Super Mario Strikers. Very late entry in the GameCube came out December 2005. And um, yeah, what are your first memories of playing this game? So it was it was a trip, man, because I I didn't actually own this game. Uh, weirdly enough, I so I was it was at a time it was just like you said, summer 2005. So I was I had just turned 17. So I was grade 12. Um, and I was at a point where I was very much uh, my mom was basically like, listen, I ain't giving you much money. Like you got you got to do this yourself. So I was very frugal with my money um, mm-hmm. in the sense that I would only buy games that I knew that I could get a lot of playtime out of and had a lot like perfect example. Like um, I I religiously played Morrowind, um, but I played it on the Xbox like an idiot. But like, yeah, that was the type of game that I would I would play is I would just play like super, super long games because I didn't have enough money to to actually play something like Strikers. But my friend bought it. My friend bought it for for his own birthday in like I want to say early spring. And basically for the entire duration of that summer before I moved away to Toronto for college, we just played so much strikers. It wasn't even funny. Like basically (laughs) all we did was we would just play. We would cycle between strikers, uh, Tony Hawk's three and four and smash. And that's all we would do for the entire the entire summer. And it was amazing. It was great. That sounds, like a great that sounds basically like what Mike and I do now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. It's it's not much different. It's just like funny enough. It's like the new Strikers is out. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to play Strikers with a bunch of friends like it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it's just I played a, it for months during during the uh, that fateful summer of grade 12 going into college. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun. And this was more of a multiplayer experience for you than than a single player one. Yeah, one thousand percent. I think yeah. I think we very quickly realized like I I love strikers. I love it to death, but um we very quickly realized it doesn't have much single player depth. So we were like, all right, we're no we're just gonna play this multiplayer. And like it, it got to the point that like, for example, like we were so serious about it and I could I could rely <laughs> I could reliably body people so easily that um, basically we when we implemented a rule where I don't know if you guys remember, you probably do or else you wouldn't be talking about strikers. Um, the the super strike, the mega strike, whatever they called it, yep, was yep. so easy to pull off that mm-hmm. we implemented a house rule where uh, like you could turn it off. Like I, I literally played it an hour ago before we started the call. Um, I was like, Oh, you can turn it off. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Um, but yeah, we implemented a house rule where you could only use it two times a match. And that wasn't just like, Oh, you could hit it mm. successfully. It's like, no, you could only use it two times. You can only try it two times. Yeah, exactly. If you screwed up too bad, but me Mm. i was i was handicapped to literally one attempt because i could just i could body people in that game so easily that they were just like no will you no no (laughs) no 
I think I think that's what's really cool about this game is that you can kind of take it and yes, it is a basic soccer game with you know some really cool mechanics with the power shot, with the items, with the tackle, and you can kind of make your own mini games within the game if you want to. Like I, I was, yeah, 1,000%. yeah, exactly. Like I've been playing this game uh, single player for the last week just to prepare for this show. I, I much prefer it as a multiplayer game too, but I just wanted to see what the single player content was like. And after about I don't know twenty matches, like I was getting a little bit bored, uh, so I made up a little game for myself where I was like, how long can I keep the enemy AI? from touching the ball nice and i was just like i was up by so much i was like all right let's just protect the ball and see how long i can do this for and it's really fun to like just like be protecting the ball knocking them away yeah we also i think we implemented a house rule where it's like at some point we're just like listen you need to pass it like at least five times before you actually try and score because it was the same same type of thing we're just like no it's way more fun to just just screw around and see what we can do with the game because yeah it had that like it had this amazing thing where it was deep enough that it was super fun and and it wasn't just like at least multiplayer. It wasn't just like, oh, this is kind of boring after a couple matches or else we wouldn't have played it for an entire summer. But it was impro- it was approachable enough that you weren't just like, there is way too much going on here. You could just give somebody a controller and be like, these are the basic controls. That's all there is. And just like, let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, I mean, it's super accessible. And like, that's the name of the game for sure. For a game like this, that is so different from a, a soccer game, like even even like FIFA Street and stuff like this, that was or uh, MLS or uh, Red Card or whatever that was, the, uh, uh, right. the, yeah. the Midway game, like even these games don't really compare to this because I, I said it very early in the episode, but like it's it's an indoor soccer game technically that's outdoors technically yeah, yeah yeah fair point yeah yeah because of the the walls the the the, the barbed wire electric walls <laughs> the walls are so good <laughs> and it, like it's such a cool you know mechanic to put into to a game like this and it, it made it really interesting and i just want to kind of talk to you a little bit because there are so many great things about this game but the game didn't you know it didn't critically review that well it only kind of got sevens at the time which is pretty low for gaming standards and even i think neil you said nintendo power also which was basically just like an advertisement to sell nintendo games uh only gave it a seven out of ten yeah that yes that feels crazy to me like i i i wouldn't i wouldn't put it you know i wouldn't put it say a 10 out of 10 obviously yeah um because i think you're right i think it does have some flaws where like the 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 single player there, there's not much there after after a couple hours you're like all right i got the point of it yep. but i would i would say it's a solid like eight eight and a half out of ten very easily like just for the yeah. fact that multiplayer is so so good and it's just like yeah, yeah it's, it's like you said it's it's so approachable and it is once you once you really start to get into it and you go oh, okay this this is all i can do um there's a there's a weird depth to it that, like I said, there's a depth to it that isn't like too intimidating, which I like because I, I went to play um, what's called Charged, the the Wii version mm-hmm. of the game. Well, the Wii sequel. And I was like, there's something to this that is really cool. And arguably, honestly, it is maybe the better game until you try to control it with a Wiimote and then you're like, Oh, this is trash. <laughs> like there's just, there's something to it until you try to use a Wiimote and you're like, Oh, this is not working. Like I want it to. And like, 
I know that a lot of people love that game, but I just couldn't get into it because the controls were just kind of a little bit too fiddly for me. And I was just like, oh, I can't even use the GameCube controller on the Wii to to maybe try and, you know, like mitigate this a bit. And also mm-hmm. the, the fact that in, in um, Charged, I know we're talking about Strikers, but I found this so funny because um, I literally played Charged as well. Because I was like, I need to yeah. compare the two. And um, I forgot that in Charged, the Mega Strikes... You could get up to like five or six goals at Seven. once. So you could end up, yep. yeah, you could end up having games where it was like thirty to twenty-five, <laughs> and I was just like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Strikers Charge got just a little out of hand with that, and the motion controls are the it's a lot. yeah, the motion controls are the biggest issue. I'm really hoping with the newest game, but you can play it straight with a pro controller. That's all I want. Please just let me play it as if I'm playing the old school GameCube version. But uh, it sold better. Like the Mario Strikers on GameCube, being a very late GameCube game, it came out late two thousand five less than a year before the Wii it sold 1.6 million units and then the uh, the Wii version sold about 1.8 million units so it did sell better uh, but then after the game on Wii in 2007 we haven't seen a Mario Strikers game since then it's been way too 15 long. years and we're finally getting another one it's just crazy how quickly this game we got two games within two years and then radio silence <laughs> <laughs> right yeah nothing on the wii u nothing on the switch until next week as of recording this and yeah luckily uh you can play with a pro controller i downloaded the little demo whatever they were calling it in which they were just like you can play it for an hour over the weekend at this time and i was <laughs> like that's useless but okay i did i did mess around with the training though and luckily enough there's no overly complex motion controls you can just play it with a controller and i was like yes this is exactly what i want because it's it was funny too because I, I played it and i was like man i didn't realize how much honestly it kind of just feels like strikers like the og strikers like a lot of it is very similar like we obviously don't know what is going to line up for um for features and gameplay modes and stuff like you know to a certain degree mm-hmm. but as far as actual feel goes, there's like a couple more things. Like I, I think, I think there's a through button now. But other than that, like it basically just feels like OG Strikers, and I Great. was like, perfect, because that's that's why, yeah, that's why I like the game so much. Yeah. You could still pick it up right now, and if for some reason, like tomorrow, they're just like, we're canceling the Switch. <laughs> strikers like nah we're not we're not releasing battle league too bad i still think you could have a lot of fun with definitely with og strikers it still plays that well absolutely and i think that like i totally agree and i think the 7010 criticism is kind of from a, an antiquated time like 2005 where everything was just really critiqued on on graphics and gameplay options. It's like, how many things can we cram in a game? Yeah. Because it was, at, yeah. in 2005, we were moving away from, like, just doing one thing really well, which is actually why a lot of GameCube games on the GameCube still hold up very well today. Mm, totally. Uh, 2005, we were starting to see the, okay, I need something that can do everything. I need something that has an adventure mode, a racing mode, a, like, you know, right. a battle <laughs> mode. And and then, of course, the, the the graphics were a big thing, too, because, you know, at this point, the the gaming industry was, was moving so exponentially with their graphics. Like, a uh, 2001 video game looks completely different than a 2005 game, mm-hmm. where now, you know, like a 2022, game honestly looks like a 2017 game for a lot of these kind of games right and um and so 
uh, one of the big criticisms was uh, the textures kind of looked muddy. Uh, the like the graphics and overall were kind of uh, low tier compared to some of the other games that were out. But playing it like this week, I was like, that is not an issue at all. No. Like I, I didn't even think about the graphics while I was playing this because it because the gameplay is so strong. And now, like if this, you know, with with Battle League coming out, I I'm sure that we won't see the, those kind of criticisms. The other thing too, it's it's funny. Like I have a I have a PS5, and uh, what's it called? Um, FIFA was free for PlayStation yep. Plus, like last. Well, I think it's still technically free up until what, a couple of days from now. And like, I played it, and I'm like, this looks good. But like, if you're gonna level that criticism at strikers of you know kind of muddy textures, I'm like. For a PS5 game, honestly, like aside from just presentation, uh, like flair, I guess, honestly, it kind of it kind of just looks like a PS4 game. Right. Like for, if you're looking at a glance, I'm like, yeah, this looks good, but this doesn't look like mind blowingly like, oh, my God. Wow. Like, you know, it doesn't look that good. Well, yeah, it looks solid. I think that the visuals of Strikers is a little blown out of the water. Like, it doesn't look quite as good as maybe Tennis and Golf did, but, like, the characters in the audience look a little cheap. Like, they're basically just bouncing JPEGs, and the Jumbotron doesn't look very good either, but... <laughs> but it doesn't matter. No, the, game, the gameplay is perfect. The frame rate, for the most part, is very smooth. So, like, those are the two things that I care about with a fast-paced sports game. Uh, I didn't, I exactly. Don't, I don't... That's the thing is it needs to keep up. It needs to keep up with the pace. And it does. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's probably something that they needed to do was to probably downgrade the textures and whatnot a little bit They're It's running on a different engine. This is not made by Camelot. So it's, it's not the same studios that make the other sports games, which is nice because this is artistically and gameplay wise, the outlier of all the other Mario sports games. Like I, I lined up my, my GameCube sports games just today, looking at golf, uh, tennis, baseball, and soccer. And Soccer has like that beautiful cell shaded, painted, vibrant artwork, which is just so cool. Kind of like spray painted on. It's really neat, yeah. Best, best and then the other three are just kind of honestly a little bit generic. Like they're the Mario sports, you know, all the characters are playing the game, they're having fun, whatever. And then this 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 one game just doesn't look like the rest, you know, and it's violence. Violent, yeah, basically. Still rated oh, still rated E, but yeah. Crunchy tackle in this that game, this game, it's all it's so good. Yeah. It's still 17 years later, still immensely satisfying to absolutely, absolutely body like Peach or Daisy or <laughs> all the screams are so good. When they get bodied into the, the electric fence. Oh, man, it's great. It's great. Worth the price of admission alone. It's so funny. For sure. <laughs> well, uh, Will, is there anything else about Super Mario Strikers that you'd like to say before we let you go for the day? Um, I will say y'all need to give next level games a raise over a Nintendo because they made NHL hits pro, which is the best hockey game of all time. Don't like come at me. It, it is the best <laughs> hockey game of all time. Um, they made this, they made, I think they made charge and now they're making the new strikers. And like, it's, it's just, it's such a, I get the criticism of seven out of 10, but like, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's, I think that's a bit harsh. I think the fact that you can still go back to this game right now, and literally, if you want to be like me in, in my summer of grade 12 and legitimately dump, God, I, hundreds <laughs> of hours into that game over a summer, you can. Because, like, the thing is, that game is so just fundamentally sound as a arcade game that you could just pick up and go, here's the gist of what you need to know how to play this game anybody can play it and then like it is immediately fun mm -hmm. and keeps being fun 
over and over and over again. And also, Waluigi's Crotch Chop is the funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. There's a reason why I love Waluigi, and it's because of this game. Best it's celebration. So good. Yeah. No. It's so good. Oh my from, god, it's so good. From the startup reel to the end of every tournament that you play, the game is very high quality, and that's why I hope that people understand, like, don't don't hang your hat on reviewer scores. Like, they're very useless. We just use them as, like, a meter stick kind of to look back and see what people thought of these games back in the day. But definitely don't, like, base your opinion on a game because of one person's review boiled down to a number. I think they're absolutely ridiculous. I like the idea of just giving a game a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yay or nay. Uh, I don't need a, like, what the hell is the difference between a 7 and a 7.5? It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's dope as hell. Yeah. Great. Exactly. <laughs> it's dope as hell. That is the official review of Mario Strikers. <laughs> if, yeah, if I was a reviewer, that's ex- that's all I would need to say. Nice. It's dope as hell. Go buy this game. <laughs> <laughs> go buy this game and potentially go buy Battle League when that comes out. Uh, we are very excited for that. Uh, but until then, Will, thank you very much for coming on today, sharing your memories about this game. And uh, yeah, I hope to uh, play uh, online in Battle League when that comes out. Don't even tell me. We'll do it. I will. I will destroy you, my friend. I will absolutely. I'm sure you will. <laughs> you have a lot more practice. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, friends, thank you so much. Smooches. Have a, have a wonderful rest of the episode. Take care, buddy. Uh, Bye. Thank you. Bye. What a nice young man. What a nice young man. Thank you very much, Will, for coming on. That was awesome to have you. Uh, Really, really uh, great stories there from back in the day. And uh, always nice to have someone who did buy it when it came out. I love having people on the show who had that experience because it is very, very different when you actually pick this up around the time it comes out compared to us who played it, you know, quite a few years later. Of course, we could have gotten it. In 2005, yeah, we would have been 12 years old and uh, would have been loving this game. But for whatever reason, it slipped through the cracks. I blame Nintendo Power for giving it such a low rating and not saying it, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that they don't give all of their own games a 10. That was really weird. But it's it's funny <laughs> to me how Will bought this game back in, 2000, back in 2005 when he was, you know, almost 20 years old, a senior in high school going on to college. And we picked up this game around the same time in our lives when yeah, we were just yeah. starting college and we had the same experiences as, as he did. And I know for a fact that we have some younger listeners out there who are around the same age that we were when we started getting into the GameCube. They're now 21, 20 years old, uh, listening to this podcast, getting into GameCube collecting, and they're finding the games and having the exact same experiences 10, 15 years after we're having that experience, 10, 15 years after everyone had that experience. So it's <laughs> it's it's possible that in 10 or 15 years, we're going to see the next generation of kids growing up having these GameCube, you know, uh, explorative GameCube, you know, game discoveries. And it's really cool. And Will touched on something really interesting that you and I talk about all the time is that when he was young, he really wanted to find long games. Mm-hmm. And now I just think the older I get, I just need to find the shortest games possible with the minimum content and still have a good time. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that he brought that up because I was like, yes, that is what happens. Like for sure yeah. is when you're younger, you do, you know, yeah. Like you don't have any money. You have to like like will my mom gave up on buying me games too other than like a couple at christmas uh, right if that and so it was like yeah like buy these games on your own <laughs> yeah and and uh and yeah i would save up money and i would try and buy some of these games and i definitely looked for games that i could put the most amount of time into not necessarily single player experiences like a morrowind but looking for games that i could play with people uh mm-hmm. was a big thing for me because uh, obviously, I love my single play, player experiences, but where I ended up playing the most amount of hours was when people would come over. So, like, you know, picking up Brawl, I I, I bought that on my own, uh, and I remember buying that, being like, I we will be playing this all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing Super Smash Bros. Melee for the last six years. I'll be playing this all the time too. 
Yeah, it's like it's it's funny. Like when I have kids of my own, I'll definitely be getting them the multiplayer, big first person or big uh, single player uh, campaign games for sure. But it's like as a kid, like imagine today you get your kid gone home for their birthday. That's like a two hour experience, and they can't really play it with a friend. Uh, the same way that you can play Mario Strikers with a friend. Uh, but as I get older, like uh, like I just plugged in Mario Strikers this week, and I was like, great, I can finish unlocking just about everything in a couple of days <laughs> and talk about it on a podcast, and it's awesome. Yes. And then still go back and replay it for hours with uh, with you and with uh, with other friends at the cottage in person and hopefully online with Battle League. With Will, yeah. I, I, he's yeah. going to destroy us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I have no doubt. I'm not good at these games. I've said that already. I play at a rookie level, and the next level up just destroyed me. So I have no doubt that everyone out there will be way better than me at these games. Well, someone who I would say is probably equal to our level, uh, because we've played each other before, is the last caller of the show, Neil, and that is friend of the show, Jason. And Jason is on today to talk, of course, about Super Mario Strikers. So, Jason, who would be your main of all the characters in Strikers? My main for every Mario game is always Yoshi. I don't know why, but the yes, answer is right. Yoshi for no reason. I'm not a uh, Waluigi or Wario stan like Mike is, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I... Look... Look, Waluigi, first of all, Wario's has the best outfit of all time in Mario Golf, the, the new game. And mm. Waluigi has the best celebration of all time in this game with his crotch karate uh, <laughs> yeah. that he uses. I, I just remember always going up against one of those two whenever I was playing Mike in the game. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I think for me, as stupid as it sounds, Mario was too like obvious of a pick. And so no, Yoshi agree. was always the person I liked. Yoshi was always my pick as well, and I, I love Yoshi in just about everything except for tennis. I don't play as him in Mario Tennis, but oh, uh, that's great, fair. great yeah. in kart, great <laughs> in Smash, great in soccer as well. But that's something that would be really neat and would have been cool in Strikers would have been the option to have some kind of like a skill tree or something to change up your gear or do something with the character in order to make them a little bit i guess stronger at shooting or stronger at tackling like being able to like modify yoshi's body type or something or give him certain equipment <laughs> or items i suppose like just double dash it up and Gun, uh, guns out on yoshi <laughs> yeah last strength to 100 exactly give him the iron man suit that's a that's a really good point um mm-hmm. neil is uh for me the one thing uh, i shouldn't say one thing but i know you guys were excited for my opinions because uh, they're yes. always the best mm-hmm. obviously um the, the thing about Strikers, which I think they fixed a bit in the Surge game on the Wii is, uh, and probably one of the only things I think was wrong, was there's not a ton of individuality with the characters. Uh, you know, yeah. whether you're Donkey Kong, whether you're Mario, whether you're Yoshi, they all played basically the same, maybe a little yep. bit, and the graphics are a little bit different for the super shot. Um, but one uses his hands. Yeah, <laughs> one of them, yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the differentiation I was talking about. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it's... I know we'll talk the, talk about this in, in a bit or right after this, but coming from NHL Hits S game where each team and each person on each player on the team in NHL Hits had their own ratings for each different stat line, it'd be really cool to get that in Mario Strikers where, you know, Yoshi was the speedy one, Mario was the power one, like like how you get in Mario Tennis. I totally agree. I think this was one of the things that they missed out on a little bit here. And we talked about this a bit with just in terms of like, gameplay or i I should say um in terms of gameplay difficulty uh it was that was one of the things that they definitely left to just 
you know not care about that much like the, the spikes are kind of crazy uh, depending on on rookie to pro to legend um and this was next level games definitely being like okay we just need to make this soccer game we just need to make it like good enough and make sure that the gameplay is really really sound because that's you know that's their nhl hits pedigree yeah right is like there's lots of things that don't make sense <laughs> like it's uh <laughs> it's it's technically not like like from a technical aspect not a great game but it's the the gameplay is so smooth, uh, so easy to pick up, so accessible, and just the fact that uh, there's a ton of fun you can have from a multiplayer aspect. And, and I think they want to bring that into this game too. Yeah, ultimately that's why you keep coming back to Strikers, right? It's the multiplayer. I can only play the cup so many times, and the difficulty <laughs> right. it scales well, but you know it's. For example, you're never getting the infuriatingly annoying AI like you get in the Wii version. Yeah, there's there's obviously yeah. an upper limit where the computer just doesn't cut anymore. Um, but that being said, it's still it's still really good in the in the sense that it's easy to pick up and play, especially from fans of the NHL Hits franchise. Uh, you know, I I don't think I needed a tutorial for anything except how to do a lob pass. But right. but out, but outside of that, super easy to easy to pick up and easy to play. And especially when you're playing on easiest difficulty, it's, you know, the only thing I'd, I'd say is like the upper upper limit of the difficulty tree is not, uh, it's not, you know, the hardest, it's not the greatest, but uh, that's why you play against other people in multiplayer, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you don't, you don't really play this game for the single player, as we've said many times already. But uh, one thing I did want to point out that we haven't talked about yet is the outfits. Of course, uh, talked about Mario Wario's golf outfit, the new golf game. But this is one of the first games I can think of where they actually made outfits like in jerseys, I guess, for every single character. Uh, in the game so like uh, uh even yoshi and donkey kong have their own little outfits all the women have crop tops in it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, do too well on that peach is wearing really short shorts too yeah. it's a little uh a little risque <laughs> if i do say so myself but yeah because yoshi is usually just like still naked like in the new golf game yoshi doesn't have his uh he doesn't have like a cool outfit or anything yeah. it's just yoshi and uh that was a big miss for me in in, in new golf but uh with strikers i was super happy to remember like play it again and remember like oh yeah like yoshi has his own little outfit like that's uh <laughs> that's pretty cool like uh, it's it's a great design uh, uh portion of the game for yeah. sure well speaking of outfits mike i you were with me on this day when we were uh thrift store shopping i believe we were looking for halloween costumes back in like 2019 or something of course and, you uh, thrift store shopping of course oh, <laughs> dude value village is the place to go on halloween <laughs> But uh, I stumbled across a soccer jersey in the sporting goods section for whatever reason. I was fishing through there, and I found a Mario Strikers soccer jersey. It's the only jersey soccer jersey that I own. I'm holding it right now. I'm looking at it, <laughs> and we had to do a whole bunch of research on it because, like, I picked it up for eighteen dollars. It's valued way more than that on eBay. I think it was like a hundred dollars, and that was three years ago. Maybe it's gone down since then. But like, it has a whole bunch of the GameCube logos on it. It has like Nintendo established in eighteen eighty nine on it. It's got a Mario logo on it on the back. It's number one Mario. Like, I, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's custom. Like, it even says Nintendo 2005 on the bottom of the jersey. Uh, so, it's just a really cool jersey that I own, and I, I've only ever worn it for Halloween once, but other than that, I just keep it. It's a really cool piece of, it's like the only piece of Nintendo, uh, I guess, merch that I own, like, outside of the video games. It's really cool. So, Neil, I'm looking at, at it right now on eBay, and there are only two that are being sold okay. right now. Uh, one goes for $226 nice. and the other one goes for 250 So good. maybe thrift store That's, shopping is where it's at. It, 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 to find something like that, that is one of the coolest things I think, uh, I have ever seen in my life. It was so <laughs> random. It's such a cool Jersey. 
uh, with like they must have done it as a promo. Yeah. For I would assume certain stores or sporting would have events it. or something like I don't know yeah, what, yeah. I, in America only or something because it's not European because it's it's a different title in other countries I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I don't know if maybe they wore it in malls and it was like a part of a marketing blitz. But I've never seen another Mario jersey for any of the other sports or anything like that. Like, no, nothing for tennis or golf or baseball. But, uh, yeah, really cool piece of merch from Nintendo's 2005 history. $20 well spent. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Still wears this day. 18 18 yeah. yeah. Don't <laughs> forget about that Canadian dollars, for sure. I'll post a picture of it on Instagram for people to see along with this episode. But, yeah, the outfits in this game are really cool. Not quite as good as Mario Golf that we got last year, though. One one con about the game is we'll talk about some because there's a, uh, so many great things about this game. But uh, one of my cons would be the arenas. I didn't love the arenas in this game. I thought they were a little generic and not really indicative of like Mario as a series. Uh, they're just kind of random. Like there's the, the bat, like different coliseums, and they had all these different names. And the 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 arena like floors actually reminded me a lot of NHL hits. Uh, yeah, and, like, the kind of the crazy like versions of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. All the stadiums sort of just bleed together. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but it, uh, yeah, it gives me NHL hits vibes as well. Obviously for good reason. But uh. <laughs> yeah, like they all blend together too. Like you can't really. It's not like Mario Kart where you know what Luigi's courses are or what Wario courses are. Like I, I played a Wario Stadium one. I forget the name of what it was, but it's just green grass. It's like this doesn't have anything to do with Wario. There might no. be. A, I'm trying to picture. There might be a W in the middle of the course, but yeah, like they they all they definitely do bleed together. That's a good point. The courses are a little bit uninspired. It'd be cool if you know, like they they took from Mario Tennis. It's like bounces higher in this one. You know, yeah, balls go faster on this right. one. Like the clay courts first whatever in tenet i don't know it's there could have been more done with it in the game obviously i think they're in a rush to make it and just you know get the soccer game done make people like this um which you know they accomplished as well to some extent but some things are going to be left behind yeah yeah which is i mean i'm totally fine not having like the the best arenas and stuff like maybe we'll get that in the new game which is Mm. coming out very soon um and i i would yeah i was thinking the same thing in terms of the the surfaces i would love to see like yeah, like a super grass surface and one that is just concrete, basically, because this is a like an indoor soccer game type. Like if you mm-hmm. fall on the concrete one, you actually get injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like if you if like you hit a switch with arrows, like there's arrows on the track or on the course, and if you hit the switch, then the arrows are pointing left, which means that anybody going left are going to run faster, and if you hit the switch again, it's pointing right, and now anybody running right can run faster. Oh yeah, like you yeah. can do. A, I think that was in Mario Tennis. Actually, they had something like that, but. Yeah, fun courses like that could be could be a lot of fun, but I have a feeling that like once they come out with all those courses, we're probably just going to revert back to playing on basic <laughs> yeah. soccer courses anyway, sure. or pitches, yeah. I guess is what they're called. But yeah, it's funny. We ask oh, for God. it, and we just don't use it. All we're the Europeans entitled. are going to hate us. <laughs> courses. <laughs> Well, I mean, this game itself is, uh, is titled uh, Super... What is it? Football? Super football? Uh, yeah, in Europe and Australia, Mario Smash Football. Smash Football. <laughs> but yeah they did that with baseball too it was super mario sluggers baseball or mario B- sluggers baseball i believe and then it was like mario power tennis and then mario golf toadstool tour so they were doing like the subtitled thing with their sports games in this uh, in this generation sure i mean yeah Stri- strikers i guess like like would have a different connotation uh, over there too but i think also the the fact that they want to make sure like it's like look this is football like this is a football game yeah, exactly <laughs> football there. their box art is way cooler i'm looking at it right now in the pal i mean it's it's always cooler in other countries but it's mario kicking a ball really hard and the ball is curving towards the screen but it's in the i, I don't even know what to call it but that 
brush painted art style. It's if you guys have a chance, I, I, look it yeah, up. I on, really, I really like the eBay. cover art for for this game. I haven't, I haven't seen the one for Europe, but uh, they're both great. I think the ours is actually better really? than the Europe one. Okay. Yeah, because ours has like more color in it, hmm. and yeah. and yeah, I'd say I'd say this might be my favorite GameCube cover of of any North American game. We talked about that back on one of our uh, our side quest episodes where we were talking about favorite GameCube box art. I think we both had this game in our in our list. Like this would be such a cool sleeve tattoo. I'm not a tattoo guy, but like if I were, this would be up there on my list of things to get. I love strikers. <laughs> this reminds me of my dad. <laughs> Jason, uh, of course we have to actually talk to you about your memories of this game just in general. So like what, you know, what what do you think of when you think of Strikers in terms of memories? I mean, listen, I never really played the single player for this game. I did a couple times, but multiplayer was where it's at. I grew up with two brothers, and so, you know, we'd always take turns doing that, or, you know, we'd do two-on-two or whatever it might be. Uh, and then, you know, down when we when we were at Western Mike uh, playing with you and Harrison, uh, it's just, it, it's, it's hard to say, like, specific memories. It's not like, you sure. know, oh, this part of the game really, like, stuck in my mind it's just playing the game in general it's uh yeah. like again this sort of gameplay i have fond memories of nhl hits of slugfest it just you know it all reminds me of that and this extreme style of of sports game that was so new at the time but uh really really stuck with me like you and i will, will play hits to this day right it's mm -hmm. uh yeah. and probably and also strikers so um it's just uh, when you're looking for a sports game, but like that also is faster paced and uh, you, know, you can just you know knock the hell out of somebody while they have the ball or puck or whatever it might be. And you have to worry about an offside or a, a hooking or, or, or tripping call or whatever. Uh, it was just always a lot of fun to play. It's there, there's no specific memory, unfortunately, but yes, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, just great times playing the game for sure. It's been 17 years since we got a new Mario sports game. Like, we've had golf, tennis, soccer, and baseball. Is there a sport that you'd like to see Nintendo try? Have they hit hockey yet? Nope. No, that's the one we always say. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and have they hit American football? Nope. So nope. one of those two, I think, is just naturally going to be next. Hockey sure. seems the most obvious just because it's i guess we're football because it's it's the forward movement it's fluid passes it's it's run and gun type of thing it meshes really well with the hitting style of these mario games uh and things that you can use uh power-ups or supers for it just seems like um like the kind of sport that would mesh really well with what they did here uh but uh, you know as far as uh, correct me if i'm wrong but in the new golf game there's the mode where everyone is shooting at the same time and you can just yep. hit each other mm -hmm. and everything like that, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, that doesn't really make any sense for golf, but, you know, it, it, it's fun. <laughs> but it makes yeah. tons of sense when you uh, convert it to hockey or football, for sure. Oh, definitely. I think, yeah, I think hockey would be the one that I would love to see. Um, and in terms of, like, uh, a football game, it's interesting because last week we actually talked about Disney sports football, which is like a Madden clone it's really strange. It's like a Madden clone, but with like a Disney aesthetic to it. And they did it relatively well, actually. And I'd like to see Mario, you know, take that, like the Mario Sports franchise, take that formula and try it. But the only issue is the fact that you kind of have to either go this Madden clone route or just, you know, take the game to a completely different level. But I, you know, I, I, I say that now, but look at Strikers. If you thought about like a, a pre-Strikers era... You know, uh, and we talked about this already a little bit, but next level games, 
thinking that they should just make a, a standard soccer game that is just, you know, 11, uh, 11 aside uh, instead of like an arcade game like this, that wouldn't work for Mario. That would just, that's too, uh, too, uh, too much of a clone. And it's not going to be that arcadey fun uh, style that you associate Mario games with. Uh, so it's, it's interesting how next level games was able to kind of make this super like insane arcade game in late 2005, basically say 2006, which is, uh, midway is dead. Uh, so we have no more hits. We have no more NFL blitz. We have no more NBA street. Uh, and we're just finishing up FIFA street as well. So this is the, the end part of the arcade sports kind of landscape. And they were still able to make arguably one of the best arcade sports games of all time. It's it's even the downhill part of the Tony Hawk series too, and the aggressive inline and the BMX games. Like those are all kind of coming to oh, a close in terms of popularity. No, also, there's no extreme sports games on the GameCube past 2004. Right, right. Is, yeah, the, the really sports funny. games era has kind of come to an end and and gone straight to just the sim games, which are now monopolized by EA with FIFA, Madden, NHL, and so on. And Sony has their baseball game, which is nice. But yeah, Nintendo has, uh, they have next level games, which they've made an NHL game in the past. It would be really cool to see a hockey game. I think that's the sport that has the most potential of coming to a Nintendo console. I don't think that they'll do an American football game just because that's basically only catering to North America and like most other countries, American football is not very popular. If anything, you'll probably see rugby before you see an American football Mario I game. Love the rugby. It's going to be uh, very Canadian of me, but lacrosse would fit very well as, as, uh, as yeah, well. Yes. <laughs> we got a rugby game in the, the Mario Sonic Olympics. I yes. know uh, you, you played Mario Sonic Olympics. that game Olympics, is so Jason. bad. <laughs> <laughs> but the rugby one is fun. The rugby is the only, I think, really fun I, part of I that, played uh, it just, you know, for 45 minutes with my fiance, and we were trying all the different events, and they were all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did a game get made from that see and and that's like that's a great example of like because uh, there is a soccer version uh in in that uh, game as well that's a great example of like what strikers could have been uh is just kind of this generic soccer style with no not a lot of thought it's not indoor like there's no walls so yeah quantity it, is not better than quality and you right. can directly correlate that to that game versus strikers and and the difference it's just you know throwing a bunch of uh uh games together in one just did not work out at all because they all suffered um <laughs> like if you focus specifically on you know the track and field events you could have made a better game just by focusing on that and not including you know all of the garbage <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want to say actually is uh, mm -hmm. you can tell immediately that it's made by the same people as NHL hits and everything like that because of the how prolific the one-timers are and even in <laughs> even in a game where you know they introduced these supercharged shots where they're worth more than one goal if you hit them and you get them perfectly mm -hmm. the one-timer was still better it was just chip yep. away one goal at a time one-timer 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 and win and it's yeah. like, yep, this this all tracks. <laughs> and just like NHL hits, sometimes that, that goalie would bail you out in like the craziest ways. Yeah. Even if you got a one-timer, it'd be like, how did you save that? <laughs> crocodile in that. Yeah, yeah someday's uh... Critter was the MVP of the of the, sh of the game for sure. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. The crocodile's from Donkey Kong, right? That's where they yep. got him from? Got him. Got yep. it. Yeah. Very weird. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but Neil, I think it's time for our favorite segment. It's time to read the back of the case for Super Mario Strikers. And Jason, please, you can listen along to the, I'm sure, hype back of the case that we'll hear here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. But first, Victor, hit us with that sweet jingle. It's time to read what's on the back of the case. 
There's things written on the back of the case. Let's read them. And now we're reading the back of the case. Soccer as you've never seen it. Forget what you know about soccer, because in the Mushroom Kingdom, anything goes. Get ready for crazy 5-on-5 five -five matches as Mario and co. hit the pitch for the first time ever. 1. Score impossible goals, showing off fantastic techniques like acrobatic bicycle kicks and amazing super strikes. 2. From friendly grudge matches to super cup battles to 16-person tournaments. There are tons of options available. 3. Crush opponents with power-ups like shells and bombs. Deal out brutal big hits, or steal the ball with slick slide tackles. If that doesn't work, unleash the Chain Chomp. Oh yeah, Chain Chomp. I always kind of forget, because there is the Bowser um, like kind of thing that will happen, where Bowser just comes in and just destroys the field. Yeah. Which is actually one of my favorite parts, because it doesn't help you or your opponent. It just kind of like... It's just chaos. Also, anything goes. That's interesting. It's true because it's like this game has no penalties. There's no ability to turn on penalties. Really, you can do anything you want in these soccer matches, which is cool. They could have added, I guess, a penalty mode to it where maybe you get yellow cards for certain things, like hitting someone without <laughs> the ball. But that's making it a little less arcadey. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do that. But it might be kind of nice to have some rules of soccer in the game if you want to play like that. But it's funny. No, no rules. Uh, no red cards, because I would get a lot of red cards. <laughs> oh, my by, God. By hitting Daisy into the electric fence. That's always the goal of a game, is like to see how many hits you can get. It's like 200 hits in a five-minute five, five minute match. It's like how The AI never has that many hits. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to do is, in multiplayer, one person goes after scoring, and the other person is like the goon. I think that's how you and I normally play it. I think that's the way to do it, for sure. And yeah. uh, it's not like uh, regular regular sports like hockey or whatever where having less hits correlates to more puck possession or anything like that <laughs> yeah because if one person has the ball or the and you're playing two player the teammate just on offense goes and hits everyone anyway to clear the path that's right <laughs> that's that's the ideal way to yeah. play <laughs> well jason nice. it's been great having you today we really appreciate you coming on talking about strikers and uh can't believe it's been a half hour already. <laughs> Your half hour is up. But uh, yes, thank you very much, Jason. And we will see you, I'm sure, very shortly. Yeah, perfect. See you later, buddy. Bye. What a nice young man. What a nice young man. Thank you very much, Jason, for coming on, talking about Strikers, of course, and your memories and uh, playing as Yoshi with that great outfit. I know Jason loves Yoshi, and I know you do too. So if we mm -hmm. all are hanging out and we play together, there'll be a little bit of a fight for Yoshi, I think. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Yoshi. Like, there's people who don't play as him, but they're like, he's fine. I just don't play as him, which is fine. But I've never heard anybody say, like, no, Yoshi's the worst. Like, I hate him. I hate every game he's in. He's the worst. No one, like, doesn't like Yoshi. I'm sure someone out there is like, I hate him, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. That'd be hilarious. But uh, yeah, no, it's good to hear that other people like to play as uh, him too. I, I, I love Yoshi. I'm probably going to play as him in the new Battle League. I'll start with him. And then if there's there's sure. there's definitely some new characters in the game to play as. So maybe I'll change over in this game, but uh, we'll have to find out. Well, Neil, until then, uh, we obviously have to talk about do we want to recommend this game and i think it's a pretty resounding yes pretty clear from our discussion today yes we both highly endorse this game it is a hundred dollars today which is pretty pricey i'm pretty sure i got this game for maybe 50 to 60 dollars back when i, I bought it, it for 30 yeah it, it's definitely yeah. shot up at all the sports game have like they were all around 25 30 bucks all four of them when we started collecting for gamecube but now they're all 
closer to $100, unfortunately, or at least this one is, and I think the baseball one is getting up there too. Oh, baseball one's the most expensive. Baseball one's 120 Oh, nice. That's uh, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can find the game for maybe a little bit less than $100, I highly recommend it. Maybe wait and see what the reviews are like for Battle League and what people are saying about it, because I have a feeling that you can probably just jump in and play a good HD Mario Soccer game there yeah, and have basically the same experience, because there really isn't much unique... There aren't really many unique things about Strikers that aren't in uh, Strikers Charged and probably won't be in Battle League. It's true, but Strikers, at least for now, on the GameCube, is the uh, the best version of the game. And we'll see on Friday if uh, it gets surpassed by its Switch counterpart. But uh, yep. t- until then, Neil, we can talk about the feature of Strikers and Mario Sports in general, which we already kind of did. Of course, Strikers does have a feature. Uh, it is coming out on the Switch. And honestly, if you asked me this a year ago... I might have said we're never going to see this again. No. So this is kind of a huge, crazy surprise that we are getting Strikers at long last. Yeah, I mean, it was only announced earlier this year, right? Like, we've only known about this game since, what, February? Was that direct? I'm trying to March, February. It hasn't been that long since we've known about it. Our podcast existed, and so I would like to say that we did will it into existence once again. That's why we've been hanging on to it for so long. It doesn't necessarily line up with any sort of an anniversary, obviously. And it's a later game, too, that came out. Yeah, this doesn't line up with December 5th or anything, but it, uh, it does line up very well with the new game, and that's one of the reasons why we haven't done Mario Baseball either, is because, you know, we, we kind of had an idea there might have been at least one of these games to, to time it with. But one thing that I would like Nintendo to bring out of the history of Mario Strikers is a little piece of promotional artwork that was never uh, put out, at least not in North America, as far as I know, is that there's a promotional poster of the game that was created, uh, but it was rejected due to uh, uh, an image that resembled the male <laughs> scrotum. Uh, basically, it was two soccer balls dangling in a net uh, with the quote, you're going to need a pair. And uh, that's one of the greatest video game wow. posters of all time. That is, uh, that's pretty crazy. That's like the Rayman, uh, (laughs) the Rayman at the urinals, uh, kind of poster that we posted (laughs) on, on Instagram. Uh, same kind of idea. I I love that. And I can see why Nintendo probably would have shot that down. Yeah. I I remember finding it on Google thinking like, there's no way that this is real and it is real. It's just, it never was, it never was supposed to come out and I'm pretty sure it never, ever saw the light of day in a Nintendo power magazine, but yeah. Just the edginess of that. Like, there's nothing like that in Nintendo's marketing from what I can remember. Maybe in the NES, SNES era, but since the GameCube generation, no way. So if they could bring back that poster, that would be terrific. (laughs) Yeah, that would be lovely. But until then, Neil, we'll have to do with the new Battle League coming out. And we will be talking about it on probably what we'll be talking about, I'm sure, on on episodes. But we will give a full in-depth review uh, on Battle League on our Patreon. So, mm-hmm. uh, listeners, if you are a subscriber, uh, please go over there and check it out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll play the game for a couple of weeks and then do a review on it. We're also going to go back and review the last couple episodes of uh, Kenobi once that series is done. So, increasingly, more and more content on our Patreon page. We definitely appreciate everyone over there who supports the show. Uh, but, Mike, while I'm sitting around here waiting for Nintendo to put out posters that resemble the male uh, anatomy, why don't you let the <laughs> listeners know what they can expect next week on episode 101 of the GameCube was Cool podcast well neil after covering a hundred episodes on this podcast which i'm still shocked that we were able to get to number 100 it is just amazing and we we're gonna you know talk about our whole uh, journey to 100 and thank everybody and do all that and we decided that well nintendo decided to 
put out Strikers Battle League on uh, our 100th episode. So we, we, of course, had to do a whole game just about Strikers because there's so much content to cover. So now we are moving all that thanking and appreciation and celebration of 100 episodes to episode 101. No, it's not necessarily an episode to talk about how to make a podcast, although maybe we'll do that as well. Sure. But, uh, but we are going to be kind of just celebrating 100 episodes, looking back on some good times. And um, yeah, it's just going to be a good fun time before we get into some more big episodes for the month of June. Yeah, I'm really excited to look back at 100 episodes. That's obviously what our podcast is all about, is looking back, and it'll be nice to look back on ourselves just a little bit. I guess we're going to stroke our own ego for about an hour, so that's going to be a lot that's of right. fun. But yeah, it's going to be... Ca- I, I have I have high hopes of us just talking about you know what we've learned along the way, what we hope to achieve in the next 100 episodes of whatever it is that we do. And I, I do like the idea of having it act as a little bit of like a, like a class, I suppose, for anybody interested in <laughs> yeah. podcasts like tips that we would give our younger selves from two years ago, just getting started on podcasting, some things that might have saved us a bit of heartbreak in the earlier days and things that we've learned along the way. So it's going to be a ton of fun, and I'm uh, really looking forward to, uh, to to next week. Me too, Neil. Me too. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode 100 of the GameCuber School podcast, new episode every Thursday on all the major podcast services. Leave us a rating and a review so we can make the show better. You can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash the GameCube is cool. All patrons get the show ad free and a little early. You can follow us for free on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and join the weekly conversation on our Discord channel. Just search the GameCube was cool. Share us with your friends and family. Tell Critter Mike says hi. Thank you so much for the support and we will see See you next week. See you later. Bye-bye. The GameCube was cool episode 100. That's 100 reasons to throw your PlayStation in the trash. The GameCube was cool episode 100. Although that's in metric, so if you live in the U.S., it's probably more like 75 or something. The GameCube is Cool podcast is a recorded and produced show from Toronto, Canada. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the GameCube is Cool to find our $1 and $5 a month tiers. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $5 level. I Rebel, Dean Donian, Jed Winters, Joey Sirico, Resident Evil Collector on Instagram, Tristan Pantorado, Wilshire, Link, Marty Thompson, Double Ugly, Bendito Benito, AJ Olson 11, Pixel.Wav, Austin Reynolds, Pedro Marquez, and CubeDude22. Who should be a goalie for Battle League? I was thinking about that because I, yeah. I, I've gone complete radio silence on the new game, so I don't really know anything about it. I'm assuming they're just going to throw toads in there, but... Uh, <laughs> the pinata uh, people? They're they are oh. big enough, you know, so I think like uh, I think that would work. I was thinking Wiggler, but he would just be like a windshield wiper in net, just like swiping left <laughs> and right to like keep people out. Uh, what's my... Favorite? Wiggler would not let anything through. No, that's he'd be like just a wall. <laughs> like maybe if you have Wiggler, you have to have like a really weak team, but yeah, I'll go with Wiggler for now. I like it. Wiggler, but he's missing like half his body. Ha, 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 ha.